Yes? You'd like to invite me in? Absolutely. Kilgrave leaves a trail of broken people behind him. Be warned, I have a very particular palate. Jessica Jones, I saw you. What do you want to know? Can you punch through a wall? Stop moving car? A slow moving car. You a PI? I'm just trying to make a living, you know, booze costs money. Alrighty, what do we have this time? Now it's getting interesting. The way I see it, being a hero just puts a target on your back. A big part of the job is looking for the worst in people. Turns out I excel at that. Come on, Jessica. Oh my god. God didn't do this. The devil did. Let's start now. What if there was someone else out there? But his ability was to make people do whatever he wanted. Let's see how long it takes you to put your head through that post. crackers hello hello cheese hello. and crackers please tell me that you did that on purpose hi how are you yes i did that on purpose for, for, for those who don't know that was patsy walker's catchphrase <laughs> okay i'm not up on my on my uh, original patsy walker as no me know. either but i always i always loved hellcat as a hero hi this is gonna be mindless drivel with scott and sarah episode Five. Whatever. Five, yeah, something like that. Episode, who cares? <laughs> episode, kind of one of the special in-between episodes where we're actually going to talk about the new Jessica Jones series on uh, Netflix. And we're joined tonight with a couple people, maybe even more, but we right now we've got the hair metal hero with us. Hey, everybody. And Mr. Josh Bertone. Hello, hello, hello. Just talking about podcasting with uh, Josh, so this is exciting. And uh, we're said we're going to talk about Jessica Jones. We've all seen the series. Some of us have read the comics that it was based on, and uh, pretty much all of us devoured it within like 24 hours of it coming out on November 20th. Uh, because yay Netflix and fuck <laughs> sleep. Who needs sleep? <laughs> <laughs> There's Marvel stuff to be watched. You know, sleep is for the week. Uh, so, gentlemen, welcome and welcome, welcome to the couch, boys. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah, um, there's like something under the couch. It's making noise. I don't, I don't know what's happening, but just ignore that. <laughs> it's getting harder to ignore as it gets louder, and I, I think it's sentient. It's more the smell than anything. No, miss <laughs> The purple man just told you to look under your couch and you know for forever, until forever. Look <sighs> under the couch, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, uh, yeah. I was very excited going into this. Um, what, would, what would happen if if the if the couch was like nailed to the floor and unliftable, and he said, "Look under the couch." You'd go downstairs and dig through. Oh, that is the beauty. Of this. <laughs> this is the beauty of this villain, and, and one of the nitpicks I have with the show is that uh, um, was Kilgrave, uh, who's better known as the Purple Man in uh, Marvel Comics. He was purple for ninety seconds. Yeah, I mean they didn't go full purple. You never go full purple. I, I had no problem with that. No, no, you know they're trying to. You know, it's it's the grounded version of the. You know, and even the Avengers are have left behind like some of the more extreme versions of their costumes in the movies because you kind of have to you know that our friend the hulk accepted of course um even though he's kind of a dull green uh 
but yeah, so they didn't go full purple, but that makes sense in the in the universe that they're they're um, building here. So we have a oh, and we have Josh's friends uh, algebra lab up on the Skype screen, which oh yeah, yeah, you don't have to solve. We're that going to make no attempt to solve it all. Well, no, I don't <laughs> want to. Uh, it's really pretty much low on my list algebra of things I ever want to do. Solve the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that would be my personal hey, hell. No, bring that back up. I can, I can do it. It's just it's gonna take me a while. It's been yeah, a while. You, right, you, folks, you don't have to here stop for the podcast to do it. I just figured I'd put it there. Like if you know, if someone goes on like a long winded soliloquy about you know that about like Malcolm's you know uh, you know going on the Joseph Campbell hero journey or something. <laughs> but uh, do some algebra. Uh, regarding the purple man and not being purple, yeah, but it's. Him being purple is such like a small part of his care. I think that he was done well enough and given enough pathos and other things that like you know, it, I I really couldn't care you know like what color his skin was and and aren't we in a post racial society where really like, you know you know purple, no yeah if Johnny Storm can be a black man we can have a British white purple man I'm game yeah <laughs> especially when it's I'm sure Sarah would agree with that and that. Especially I don't care when what color he is. When he's played by David Tennant. Because I, I was kind of like, she's just got me into Doctor Who recently, so I you know, had to sit here next to her drooling the whole time we watched the Tennant episodes. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, just you wait until uh, Jessica Jones comes out and your precious doctor is this evil, rapey guy. Oh, he's just a man in love. He's just a man in love. However long it takes... I know, I know you will feel what I feel. I was so afraid that episode where they were living together before she like anesthesia him. I was like, oh, the internet is gonna like use this episode as an example about why Jessica and Kilgrave need to be together and why oh, he's just geez. misunderstood. Oh sure, and I think like, she actually started that blog. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he's just misunderstood. No, no, he's not. He bought her childhood home. That might have been though. the creepiest thing in the and whole then, show. And then told her best friend to pull a bullet in her head, you know, but hey. Well, yeah, but, you know, we all have issues. <laughs> yeah, there's issues and then there's issues. Issues with a capital I and italicized. <laughs> yeah. <you> yeah. <laughs> no, I have to give the show this uh, props for actually having a moment where I sympathized with Kilgrave. And that's some good acting on David Tennant's part and some good writing on the writer's part in that... When he said the line, you know, it's like, I, I, what do you expect from me all my life? I haven't known whether people are doing what I say because they want to or because of my powers. So it was almost like this guy is not, wasn't born a monster. He was definitely made a monster. And uh, it's just, you know, he, he literally has not known his whole life, you know, whether it's been his powers kicking in or you know, or people doing what he, you know, what they want. So yeah, he, which he must could be, be delusional enough to think that Jessica actually does love him and that he wasn't. I once told a man to screw himself. Can you even imagine? <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that was rule like thirty-four. The, the like, internet. He was like telling Jessica, imagine. like you know. <laughs> And I'm not even going. I'm not even going dirty with that. I'm just saying somebody's picking up a screwdriver and just driving yeah. holes into the. Uh, ugh. Yeah. Uh, bad, Death bad, by bad. a thousand cuts. That was kind of rude. Yeah, this oh, definitely man. wasn't the kid friendly. Uh, no, like Daredevil, you could plop down like a, a 12, 13 year old and, and right. say you can watch this. This, <laughs> not Jessica Jones. Children should be seen and not heard. No, no. no. Although there was just as much murdery stuff, and, and these Marvel Netflix 
So they love taking people's heads off, don't they? For some reason. <laughs> well, why not? But uh, yeah, if you can get away with it, what's you know, why not have a good decapitation in there? Yeah, um, yeah. But maybe we should. We'll do kind of the standard five-minute freak thing, even though we've been babbling off-topic already, um, and just do our little five-minute uh, reviews, I guess, and what we expected going into the show, and and what we got out of it, I guess. So why don't we start to my left, which is Mr. Christopher Tyler here, Metal Hero here. All right, so I, I am a Marvel fan. Um, this is a series that passed me by when it initially hit, uh, however long ago it was. It was about 2000 or so, I think. Um, I mean, but just having a familiarity with the Marvel Universe in general, I had a general awareness of Jessica Jones. Um, and, of course, I know Luke Cage but in uh, the Purple Man because I'm a vintage Daredevil fan, so uh, I didn't know who the Purple Man was. Uh, I never read the books once they announced that it was going to be a series, I said, I'm not going to read the books just because I want to go in and Daredevil. I'm like, there's really nothing they're going to be able to throw at me that I'm not going to be surprised about. Yet they still managed to surprise me. Um, so with this, I just sort of let it happen. And I just let myself watch it. Uh, and I was, it's it's not Daredevil. It shouldn't be Daredevil. It's it's far more noir, pulpy than, than Daredevil was. Uh, but I was riveted to it. Uh, it was, you know, they know how to structure those Netflix shows where you watch one and in the last, you know, two minutes of an episode, they're going to give you the hook to get you to you know, immediately fire up the next one. Uh, by the end of the first episode, when Hope kills her, her parents in the elevator, you're going, oh, Jesus, it, you have to fire up the next one to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, general overall thoughts, uh, Kristen Ritter was extremely effective as a seriously broken person. Uh, this is probably the most broken person we've seen in any of the Marvel properties oh, yeah. to this point. I mean, Banner is broken, but he copes a lot better than than Jessica Jones does. Uh, David Tennant, watching this, I, did never, I never thought once of him as <laughs> the Doctor, which says a lot, because yeah. uh, that role is iconic to him now. I think this is just as iconic in a far different way. Uh, and the biggest thing that I really enjoy about these shows is the world building that they allow the TV shows to do in terms of all the little nods that they throw out to the Marvel fans. I'm sure we'll discuss it. But there was a certain point when uh, somebody said, uh, you know, the Reds will do this, the Blues will do this, the Whites will do this. I shot up out of my couch, and my girlfriend looked at me like I had three heads. I'm fist-pumping the air. Like, I'm freaking out. And I go, I just turned to her, and I go, Nuke! And she had no idea what the hell I was talking about. I was just like, that's, that's to me, is the greatest appeal of, of what they're doing with these shows. Other than, you know, the fact that you're really getting a 13-hour long-form movie. It's yeah. just, it's Marvel world-building for the fans. If you're in into this whole scene... You're going to get more out of it. But even if you're not, with this show especially, you got a one-season show that it has the, the story that it wants to tell. It's a, you know, a, a rape-revenge story, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it's incredibly satisfying to watch it unfold. Because by about the midway point, it starts taking some turns that you're not expecting. And uh, you just kind of have to buckle yourself in and go along for the ride. Uh, I, if, they, if they do a second season, I'll be all on board. And I, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Daredevil, Luke, and Jessica whoop some ass together. So yeah, 
Uh, Ms. Sarah, why don't you uh, give us your little five-minute review? Not knowing the comics, I have no comic history. And not knowing any of the characters going in, it was just, let's see how this is going to turn out. And it was amazingly written. I agree, she's a very broken person and portrayed it very well. Um, the Easter eggs were kind of cool. I mean, the little nods here and there, they make you feel smart. You know, well, you don't think there's super, you know, supernatural. Well, why don't you ask the green guy or the guy with the flag? And uh, um, really enjoyed it. Like to see what they come up with next. I don't know what the I don't know what the future is because I don't know where they came from. Um, spent a lot of time looking for Stan Lee's picture <laughs> because you know that's what you do when you got a Marvel show. Did you and find it? Did, yes, I actually I did. Ooh, I didn't did tell you? Us. Did I, you find it? I did not. I didn't notice until I was yeah I checked the. I heard where it was after the fact, but when, I, I wasn't actively looking. When Kilgrave for it. is in the police station and he's got all of the cops on mind control, Stanley's picture is um, on the wall in a police officer's uniform. Um, you can see him oh, over the shoulder of Mahoney when she's holding the gun on him. Okay. You go back and I think they used that same picture in uh, Daredevil. And it's the same picture that mm -hmm. they used in Daredevil. Yes, it is. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, cheese and crackers, it was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> uh, Josh, go for it. All right, Sweet Christmas, um, as Luke Cage used to <laughs> say in the go. 70s, which kudos for them putting it in. Um, first became, a, I feel like I should like put on a stopwatch because we're trying to keep these, you know. Um, as short as a Bendis comic, am I right, guys? Anyway, <laughs> so um, at least as short as the series. Yeah, so. I heard of Alias and the fact that um, you know, they uh, there was anal sex with between this character Jessica Jones and Luke Cage in the first issue, but I didn't become. We should aware say implied Jessica. anal sex, really. Well, she rolled. Oh uh, well, I mean, you don't see, you know, um, you know, Luke Cage's power, man. But um, <laughs> there, you can, the book makes it very, very clear, you know, what's going on, you know, and who's getting the iron fist. Um, oh, crying out loud. Oh, oh. Sorry, uh, Sarah. That's your name, right? That's yeah. all right. At least it's not me making these jokes this time. This yeah. is true. The night is young, hero. <laughs> anyway, um, so um, I didn't read that series at the time. In fact, I didn't actually read it for the first time until just um, you know earlier this year. But I did read the Pulse, which was the sequel series as it was coming out because I heard it was supposed to be about the Daily Bugle, but it was really you know the adventures of Jessica Jones, like sometimes at the Daily Bugle. And uh, she's been around, you know, with her husband and eventual child, you know, uh, uh, you know, ever since then. But when I heard about this series, I was curious to see how they could, you know, adapt it and keep it as dark as it was in the comic. And boy, did they. And I was most excited about Cheese and Crackers, Trish Walker, otherwise known as Patsy Walker, who is my <laughs> second favorite Marvel character after Spider-Man. And I've read like 95 percent of her Hellcat stuff and about 80 percent of her romance comic stuff. So... Uh, I was mostly, you know, watching, waiting for Patsy Walker to come out. But the great thing about this series is in all the scenes that she was, that Patsy Walker wasn't in, I was very engaged. And, you know, this, this, you know, subplot involving some random PI named Jessica Jones and the villain Kilgrave. And, uh, I really love getting in the Kilgrave's head, including, you know, how his, uh, his just desire to like, you know, get Jessica to choose him became his undoing to the end. Like you see, like, you know the enthusiasm in his face at the end before he dies where he thinks his plan worked which 
by the way, spoilers, guys, if you're listening to this, I guess we should say, you know, <laughs> if you're it's kind of a I, given, I, I don't understand why someone would like listen to a podcast reviewing a series, though, and not expect spoilers. But I, I guess some people do. But anyway, like when he's like, oh, this is going to be great. You'll learn to love me like he is so sincere and like deluding himself as he's saying that, like he honestly is believing. It's finally over. You're mine now. No more fighting, no more, no more, no more of these ugly displays. You'll be with me now. This was great, and I mean, it even had me, you know, engaged in the subplot with uh, Hogarth and her divorce, which, you know, went to a screeching halt, you know, like, three <laughs> yeah. episodes yeah. before. Sort of like, went to a dead thud. Yeah. yeah, well, it's like, that subplot, like, cuts. wrapped up episodes before the finale. But, yeah, this was um, an A-plus for me. It was a coffee table to the head, and that divorce for Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Yeah, well, she never could. She never got her thousand cuts. Oh. Did, no, I think she crapped out of like well. eighty nine. Right? Yeah, something like that. But hey, don't <laughs> fuck with Trinity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, just just grab a pair of scissors and and try to just do a thousand swipes. See how quick your arm goes dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks. Kilgrave could be so useful for like people who procrastinate. Like it's like <laughs> I want to clean my apartment. If he said clean this entire apartment, like boom. Like, Someone here would say that, yeah, she kind of wishes she had that mind control power over me. <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, oh man, you know, I, I like like <laughs> students who need to study. It's like, you know, read this entire textbook and like, you know, like, uh, or not the entire textbook. That would be torture. But like, read, you know, chapters five through seven, you know, ten times. Like, he'd be passing tests. Like, damn, you know, the, the, where is like our Kilgrave but harnessed for the powers of productivity? Well, then they it actually explored that a little bit, uh, which we'll talk about later. Kilgrave, you know, doing a heroic thing and and liking it, and you know, I thought that was maybe the way the the series was going to go down a little bit, but you know, a redemption <laughs> arc almost. But no, no, no. I would have been too happy. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll do my little thing. Um, if you were done, Josh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I said. Um, I think I gave it a grade just to kind of you know put a feather on that. I, I gave it an A plus, by the way, because you know the whoever made the series obviously listened to Kilgrave and you know studied until they got an A. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The the performance in this, all of them were pretty spectacular. As you know, Marvel does not does not slouch on their actors. Um, loved. I I don't know Kristen Ritter from anything but Breaking Bad, but I mean, she killed it in her short time on that show. And I thought it was, you know, talk about, like, casting against type. I mean, I, I was going in not knowing anything about Alias. I, here's my, you know, confession that I've made m- many times uh, on podcasts, that I w- I'm kind of like a cheater comic book guy since about the, you know, mid to late 90s. I stopped actually buying comic books, and I'd grab a digital one here or there, or, you know, talk to my uh, pirate friends and, and look at some C- CBR stuff or CDR or whatever. Um and I would do Marvel Wiki, you know, if I want to catch up on my, my favorite heroes, I Marvel Wiki and see what they've been up to, you know, my soap opera digest, uh, as it were. Um, so I didn't really know Jack about Jessica Jones, except I, I, she's been my sidekick in the Marvel Heroes game when I play Luke Cage, <laughs> um, <laughs> which now that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I read up a little bit on... Heard before the uh, the show, and um, you know, got myself acclimated to her history a little bit. I was very excited to see 
Hellcat. Uh, used to be an old Defenders fan, and used to see Hellcat a lot in the Defenders, and, and always enjoyed her as a character. And uh, obviously, seeing David Tennant play a bad guy after just like marathoning him as the Doctor for several seasons was kind of cool too. Um, overall, I mean, someone asked me if I thought it was better than Daredevil, and I can't really give even an objective answer to that because I know a lot more about Daredevil. I honestly didn't think the show was crafted quite as well. Uh, I thought some of the fight choreography was a little clunky, and I kind of loved what they did with like the first bar fight with Luke Cage. We'll get into that more later. But uh, it was great seeing Luke Cage, obviously, and talk about freaking spot-on casting for a part is just the guy is Luke Cage for now and forever, so I hope he doesn't plan on doing much else uh, as an actor, but we need to find a lot more things for him to do in the Marvel Universe. Uh, overall, though, man, yeah, great 13 hours of television once again. I think they're actually getting a little better at the pacing as far as not making it like episodic TV and more like you know a 13-hour movie. There seem to be less as you said, Hero, there was, you know, the hook of Hope killing your parents to grab you to the next episode. But, I mean, after that, they just kind of let it flow, I think. And they're like, well, we've got you. You know, we're just going to play this out yeah. in, in a good linear time and, and, and enjoy the ride. And so, yeah, 13 hours of my life, I am I'm not regretting spending watching Jessica Jones. Definitely. So, um, I, I I guess uh, going to Easter eggs a little bit or whatever you guys want to talk about. Everybody quiet! Hi, Dr. Bill Robinson, and welcome to Mindless Drivel with Scott and Sarah. And um, through my own personal superpowers of nonlinear editing, uh, we're bringing you into the show kind of in the middle of it here. A bunch of us talking about the Jessica Jones show on Netflix, which I understand you have also watched. Yes, I was able to finish the series... And I got a few things I just want to run down. Just we have a few minutes, please do. In in, in between the uh, in between Alvin's feedings, which I have to thank you for sending him that food supplement. Where did you get that from again? Uh it's called IGH Kitty Chow, I believe. Oh, oh. Uh. <laughs> is, is there some kind of weird color preservative or additive in it? Because his poop is purple for some reason. I think that's classified at this time, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> oh. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill your cat. Uh, yeah, like he he seems pretty relaxed and calm, but I, I don't I don't know I, I I keep wanting to lick myself when he's watching me, <laughs> and always wanting to feed him. It's yeah. just a strange compulsion. A dangerous powers for a cat to have. Being a new cat owner myself, I've yeah already uh, fallen victim to to my kitty's little quirks, ah. and we'll definitely not be giving her any mind control powers because. She pretty much already controls me, so she doesn't need them. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Mind control powers? What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, it's Alvin. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yes. I'm supposed to talk about Jessica Jones here. Yes, yeah, I... that's it. That's it. Alvin, Alvin told me to speak now. Well, my friend Kevin uh, Kilgrave has told the rest of the podcast to shut up brief- briefly and told them to put their head through a post or something like that. So, so we probably shouldn't keep too long. Uh, uh... Yeah, because yeah, because they'll they'll probably just bring down the whole house. Things we get bloody, yes. Yeah. So anyway, a uh, few quick thoughts on it. Uh, I got a vibe of like a a nineteen seventies um, private eye show. Mm-hmm. 
mixed with a superhero show, so that's always nice. And Marvel seems to blend things well, like with Civil War, not not, not Civil War, but with the Captain America, it was like a 70s spy thriller mixed yeah. with superheroes. It's something mixed with superheroes, and I think that gives it a little bit of a lot, just interest for like the common viewer, that it might, you know, give it a little bit more, you know, yeah. longer lifespan. And how Daredevil was like a... Kind of legal procedural, yeah, like a legal procedural mixed with a vigilante movie, yeah, you know, you know, with a little Eastern mysticism and kung fu in there too. But yeah, yeah. so, but um, due to um, I, you know, I feel like we've done this before. I don't know. It's was, you know, I don't know. Maybe our mind was wiped by somebody who who had us talking oh. earlier and then told us to forget. I, that that's possible. Either that or we did this and somebody told you to wipe the recording we had of it before and now we have to redo it. I don't know what happened. Well, I have my theories on that and one of them includes my computer just being possessed and only recording when it wants to. So <laughs> so hopefully this one will come out. <laughs> so anyway, um, taking each of the actors, uh, Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones, she was awesome and this was the first time i had seen her before i did not catch her on breaking bad it's one of the things i have not watched yet and i'm kind of glad because i didn't have any preconceptions about her like the first time you see a certain actor in, in a role or a major role that defined that kind of defines them they can t- tend to be typecast but right. i didn't have any i don't know her from from that show so i really liked her as jessica i liked david tennant as kilgrave but along with what I just said. Yeah, and obviously he has a little baggage to him, if you're a Doctor Who fan, obviously. Yes, because the first couple, um, or if you're seen him from the Harry Potter movies, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although he was more of a villain in the Harry Potter movies, so it kind of goes a little with the, his role now. And he didn't have a lot of dialogue. He just kind of flicked his tongue a lot and looked sinister. <laughs> yeah. Um, which he did very well, you know. Yeah, but um, there was a few scenes, especially... Um, one scene where he put his hands in his pocket and kind of put his shoulders back, and I was like, "Oh, there's the tenth Doctor. There yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah, he's just hiding in a purple suit. Yeah. So, but but he was uh, uh, liked him, liked him as Kilgrave. Um, we all uh, Kilgrave. I think uh, I, maybe uh, the last time we talked about this. I don't know. It's all a blur. Yeah. Well, this whole mind control thing. <laughs> uh, there was a Marvel story to where Doom had used. Kilgrave's powers and took over the world. Um, and it's called Emperor Doom, and it was a graphic novel for anyone who's interested to read it. And uh, at the beginning of that story, Wonder Man had gone into a like a sensory deprivation tank to study his powers for a month. And when he comes out, he finds that the entire he came world- out and he was William Hurt and he was very hairy. <laughs> yeah, he's slamming himself against the hallway. Yeah. As so he uh, finds the Doom has taken over the world, but uh, Doom, unfortunately, is bored. So he's he welcomes the distraction of someone who is not um, be able to be controlled by Kilgrave. So, but if you want to seek that out, I'll let you. Uh, eat, you know, people can do that on their own because I don't want to spoil the 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 complete story. Yeah, we, and we didn't uh, we didn't touch upon that on the uh, on the rest of the podcast. So that it's a very good addition. Thank you. Yep. Um. Comparing the comic to the show itself, there was a few scenes. I've read about the first six issues or so in. Mm-hmm. Um, one parallel was the uh, the first sex scene with with Luke Cage, who 
Uh, I'm safe in my manhood, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I think Luke, Luke Cage can make me uh, pitch for the other team, maybe. Right, you know, you see, I, I have, you know, what I call my gay for a day list. Mike Coulter <laughs> is definitely on it. I'm uh, not ashamed to say that at all. As a, a fine specimen of a man that they, and a great actor, too. I mean, that, oh, yeah, he was, he, 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 he was just spot on as Luke Cage. Yeah, and uh, going back to what you said about, you know, Unknown, you know, never seeing an actor before in a role, I will never be able to see him as anything but Luke Cage in anything else ever again. So, hopefully, Marvel keeps him employed as Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the mystery we had, the the little bits we got through through the series. You know how her past with Kilgrave was tied in with Luke's, um, which you guys discussed that, right? Spoilers. Oh yeah, I'm sure. We, yeah, Josh. Uh, Josh. Um, Bertone, who's on the the podcast, yeah, that thing we do, um, mm-hmm. is a huge. Uh, has read all Alias and you know knows the character pretty well. And yeah, yeah. and uh, um, he was our comic book go to guy for the podcast. yeah. The other stuff in the comics was the uh, the death of her parents, the mm-hmm. coma, but the Patsy Walker thing is new. Uh, that wasn't in, in the comics, so it's it's nice that they've. They've left some Easter eggs in for the fan, and then there's some new stuff, too, for the fan. And uh, you had told me, I, I, I have this vague re- recollection of you setting me straight on who the police officer is, that he could be the character Nuke. I forgot. I For, for some reason, I was thinking he was going to be the captain who was, uh, what was that, John Walker, who was the stand-in for... Right, yeah, and I, I actually collected Cap during that that run, so yeah. And that's kind of who my brain went to, because I didn't know about Nuke. Even though I guess he showed up in the Daredevil Born Again series, or so says Hair Metal Hero, but I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, Nuke was there, was there but I had forgot... How how we how we how his power set worked and stuff, but yeah. I, I was glad that they took that they didn't just like that. The character of the cop could have easily just been in the one episode and he was done. Yeah. The fact that he kept coming back and they made him a part of the story I, just was something I wasn't planning on seeing. Yeah, um, I love the uh, I love the use of Kilgrave's powers, and then as he gets stronger, he increases his range and his duration. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, and what, he's just an evil bastard, man. He oh, comes God, up with some really nasty things for people to do <laughs> badly to themselves. What do, you, what do you tell his dad to cut out his own heart or something like that? I mean, well, yeah, he told his yeah, that's what he and his dad was kept being driven to do it. Yeah, uh, but they had actually developed a like a vaccine, a spray off of Jessica's blood. Mm-hmm. So, but that didn't really. It only briefly played in, and then I guess it was just. It didn't matter because he had increased his power and or whatever. Well, and this kind of leads into the last thing I want to say real quick. And that was it was a little. It, I guess Marvel doesn't kill a lot of their villains. Well, no, but, they they actually do. But a, lot of, but a lot of yeah, but a lot of com- like both both DC and Marvel and a lot of they just seem to off their villains. Yeah, and. You know, in, you don't in the movies, I mean, they have the legacy villains in the comics that go for decades and decades, and I guess they... It's probably just out of necessity. It's like, we've got this actor now. We don't know if we'll be able to get him back again if there's a second season, so we got to kind of knock him off or at least get him out of the picture. Well, I mean, I guess they don't kill them all, but yeah, but they definitely put them out of the picture. Like, uh, in The Incredible Hulk, they took out the Abomination, but he's not dead. He's right. just kind of... In stasis or whatever, Obadiah Stane dead. Yeah, 
Um, you know, Ronan, presumably dead. Right. Red Skull. Missing. Often, yeah, missing. <laughs> presumed presumed not Zola, being Hugo Weaving again. Yeah. Could be dead, although he was a computer, so he could have just uploaded himself before the bunker blew up. In you know, so I mean, I guess it's okay to kill some of your villains. Well, yeah, Ant Man, they killed Yellow Jacket. Yeah, you know. So, but uh, yeah, I, I I liked it. I I didn't have you know, aside from killing off Kilgrave, <laughs> um, but I, I guess he was such a despicable character. I, I mean, I guess they could have let, kept him around, but I think like like you said that maybe they. He's maybe David Tennant's just not available. Yeah. So they, you know, they didn't, or they just don't know if they're going to get a second season of Jessica Jones. Well, I think they should have. I, mean, I thought it would have been a good opportunity to, like, you know, because Marvel hasn't really explored this all that much. And mm-hmm. that where do you keep the ones? Because Loki's about the only one that's still alive, really. You know, or, well, I mean, they talk about that they actually bring up Abomination in one of the episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, mm-hmm. briefly. Um, but I, I thought it would have been like a, a good opportunity to, you know, show like the vault or, you know, where they would keep, you know, super powered villains and, you know, show David Tennant brooding in his hermetically sealed cell. <laughs> Screaming till he's purple in the face. Yeah. <laughs> then he permanently turns purple. Trying to get the guard to bring him some better food or something and just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that, that, that whole, uh, shock tank thing they had. Yeah, that was neat. And sick. Yeah. yeah, that's how I would. Oh, what about Carrie Ann Moss? Yeah, I mean, Trinity, she was... Trinity represent. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was. Uh, I, I. She's. Uh, you. Yeah, she's a despicable character, too. And not just because she's a lawyer, but I mean, she's just, <laughs> you know, out, out for herself. And that, that kind of was, was poetic what her. Uh, what Kil- Kilgrave had her. Uh, start doing you know death by a thousand cuts and she's chasing her one <laughs> slicing her two yeah yeah it was pretty nasty and then uh well her her ex-spouse's death was pretty nasty as well uh funk oh, yeah. to the coffee table yeah yeah kids that's why you don't have clear glass like yeah don't run in the house corner no. uh coffee <laughs> tables yeah. in your house nice round edges wood something you could bounce off of yeah yeah. So well, yeah. I guess uh, overall thumbs up, though. And uh, you know, wh- where do you put it as far as like compared to Daredevil? I mean, someone asked me if I thought it was better than Daredevil, and I don't even think I can no, objectively I mean, say that because I'm a bigger Daredevil fan. I knew nothing about Jessica Jones, so I think it. Um, hmm. You know, that's a question I had not really thought of. Um. I know it's like apples and oranges, though. I mean, it's two different. Right, right. That's what I was going to. That's what I was. It's. I like them for different things. You know, I've got more of a background with Daredevil. Um, I mean, I've touched on Jessica Jones. I've read more of her in in the um, in the actual uh, Avengers than I did in her solo (laughs) series. So I know where things go with her and Luke Cage, and I think uh, in one of the early. issues of alias she actually spies on um she, she ends up spying on on captain america right. did you did you guys discuss that i don't know i don't think so yeah because she's trying to get dirt on somebody who supposedly is cheating or like who, who this person's sleeping with right and she figures out that she's taking pictures of captain america with uh uh-huh. 
I can't remember the the other character's name, but I think it was her it her his girlfriend at the time. Oh. As far as we know, Captain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is still a virgin, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we never got to see that scene. They don't they don't press upon some of the more adult topics that they've been able to in uh, Netflix in the mm-hmm. uh, movies, probably just because of time constraints. But uh, yeah. there, was, there was plenty of sex going on in, in Jessica Jones, that's for sure. Yeah, and one was like a straight straight scene, like from the first or second issue. Yeah, um, with her, with her when you know she actually, but it in the comic it's done from her part, or like she's talking, and you know, I think she already knows Luke. It's not the same setup as it is here in, right. in in the show, and she says she just wants to feel anything, like even if it's pain or something, and then it's implied that she could be, uh, you know, being visited through the back door. Yeah, I, well, we discussed that in far too much length in the rest of the podcast, <laughs> as, as you'll hear when you, you listen to it. But uh, uh, here's I don't think I said uh, in the other part of the podcast, and what I really love about Netflix, almost more than the main characters, is just the plethora of side characters that we're getting to see in the Easter egg. Because White Tiger was actually referenced in, in Jessica Jones, too, I guess. Really? Oh, I, yeah. Um, I like that. Yvonne, I forget what her name is, but yeah, I mean, she was Jessica referred someone to another private oh, eye. Okay, okay. Who ends up being um, White Tiger in the comics? Who knows if gotcha. she will be here? And Patsy Walker obviously becomes uh, Hellcat in the comics. Did, um, did you guys talk about Rebecca De Bonet, um, Trish's mom? Did you realize that's who, who that was? No, just, who was really? That was who that was. Yeah, I, I oh was. I'm, I'm like, who is this woman? She looks familiar, but she doesn't look familiar. So I don't know if they just did a lot of aging makeup, but yeah, that was her. Well, if you think about it, she's pretty the much our six, age now, Bill. Yeah, the so. hot <laughs> and a risky yeah. business was From 38 business. years ago or something like that. Yeah, but I looked at pictures that showed her last year, and I think they just did a good makeup job with yeah. her. Because I, I, I'm looking at her going, man, I know this this redheaded woman. Nah, what is she? No, nah, I did not pick that up at all. i got to go back and watch now. Damn it. It's, it. 13 more hours of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 yeah, once once I looked it up and, uh, and I realized, I was like, yeah, that's who that is. So, yeah, it, she was great. Great as the mom. I, cool. It was great. Everything was great. We, you know, Alvin's yeah. here and he's, he's going, say it's great. Say yeah. it's great. Exactly. Like, get more cat food. <laughs> I think Netflix itself has, has employed Mr. Kilgrave to increase its ratings. Yeah. Um, because, uh, yeah. Um, thank you for your review, Dr. Bill. And, uh, All right. I guess I will go back to licking myself. Okay. Uh, do that and, um, you know, feed, keep feeding Elvin that IGH kitty chow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Mr. Kilgrave, you can tell the rest of the gang to start talking again. Bye now. Bye uh, Josh is our, our resident expert as far as the comic books. Um, I said I've read none of them. Uh, I did read some of like the. Uh, I, th- I don't know if that came out around the same time as like the Marvel Max that was doing the Punisher and and things like that. Um, it's a little bit after, I think. Yeah, and I think Blade was in the Max series, and I picked up a few of those. But I, I definitely liked that Marvel was carving out a a more mature, you know, place for. It's comic book characters, you know, in lines like that, and uh, might be the catalyst to make me go back and buy some issues uh, someday if they keep putting out quality stuff like this. 
Yeah, it's been months since I read um, the alias, but so, like some people online, you know, have done the heavy lifting and shown um, some scenes in the show where like they take uh, like actual panels from the comic and dialogue and uh, and and how they adapted it. Like uh, one of the scenes, oh, I, I don't remember. I can't remember some of the specific ones now, but there was a few. The the laser eyes thing. I think she did that to somebody in Alias. You know. Yeah, that was such a great scene too. Such a great yeah. quip. <laughs> it's just, you know, and, it, and her breaking her window um, on her door. That was that was from the comic as well. How yeah. many times did she bust that window out? Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it got broken. It got broken at least twice. Oh, and I've read the uh, scene with her on the toilet talking to a client. You know, or uh, doing that. You know, fake voice to to get some information while she's taking a pee. You know, <laughs> first, first time we've um, seen anybody pee, I think, in the Marvel universe. So, uh, unless we <laughs> we might have got one in Daredevil, I don't know. You know, I mean, but uh, they they even Kilgrave even did the Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. Nice Obi Wan reference. It was beautiful. <laughs> and you know, you knew I, I, they, all they of us. Threw- Stuff in here for every nerd verse possible. Oh, always, and you know, just... Myers and Kruger, the dogs. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. And of course, and, and we had the anal sex scene. You know, one of the most iconic. And we had Sweet Christmas. We had Somebody's fixated. In general, I mean, it's like, yeah, the, the Marvel universe finally acknowledges all these, you know, nasty and sticky human functions. That and they real even managed have. to incorporate that horrific jewel costume. Uh huh. Yeah. That costume was great. That was horrible. That thing was great. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? You'll have to call me Princess Camel Toe or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrific. And Marvel I think even more. Camel Toe in spandex costumes. Even, even more horrific than that, though, is just the fact that almost every scene where she's alone, she has a bottle in her hand. And it's like, yeah, I totally. A get very, it. very, like, almost empty bottle. Yeah. Like, just, like she's down to a lot of that, to that? I can. which is more <laughs> disturbing in the comic book because in the comic book um she only has the one encounter with luke cage in issue one the rest of the time they're actually platonic friends because he doesn't want to you know like be involved with her because yeah. he's like he, he he actually cheated on like his current girlfriend with jessica and he didn't want jessica around uh but they became friends, and in the last issue, you find out that she got pregnant from that encounter in issue one. Ooh. And all I could think was like, "Oh my god!" From the butt. <laughs> well, before she rolled let's over, let's direct you to a couple of Google sites, Chris. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that's some powerful. Hello, scene. welcome Medical to medical journals. Uh, we could send you, and no, not uh, by the butt. <laughs> welcome to. <laughs> Welcome to this podcast where we will teach you, you know, the many ways you can get a girl pregnant. But, um, uh, yeah, but she downed so much alcohol. She used the toilet after Luke went. That's how it happened. All right. She downed so much alcohol in that comic. And I'm like, oh, my God, there is a baby in there this whole time. And I know that you're a quote unquote, you know, whatever we're calling them, specials or gifted or metahuman or something. You know, it's like, oh, stop. She actually dates Scott Lang for like, um, uh, a big part of the comic and i think like the last issue she's like scott i'm pregnant he's like wow that's great she's like yeah i'm like pregnant from before we dated and he's like uh and i think he just says goodbye jessica and walks away that's <laughs> what you do we need ant-man in uh in season two then paul rudd will do tv he ain't proud <laughs> i can't imagine like paul rudd's scott lang like in this like series nah i, mean, I don't know same... i don't know i could see it not dark and... enough 
and that's the thing about this Marvel Cinematic Universe that, like, while Jessica Jones is, like, you know, on the toilet or having butt sex with Luke Cage, somewhere in outer space, like, Rocket Raccoon is, like, arm wrestling a tree named Groot. Mm-hmm. That's this why is the it's same awesome. Universe. It all Like, <laughs> 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 Groot could show up any second and, like, Kilgrave could be, like, you know, grow an apple. And he would. I bet Groot apples are delicious. <laughs> are Groot apples sentient like those baby Groots are? And oh, if no. so, is it murder to eat them? No, it's delicious, apologize. delicious murder. <laughs> yes. Hey, too much time in space and Rocket will look pretty good too. Oh, yeah. Spit. <laughs> anyway, now that we're done butchering our favorite Marvel heroes. Um... <laughs> Literally. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, it's been getting, it's not dark. I mean, the movies aren't dark, but they've obviously been hinting at, you know, more adult themes in some of them. I mean, the Hulk and Black Widow are apparently trying to hook up, at least in Avengers 2, and, and Star-Lord is obviously King Pimp of the Universe uh, with his comment about the Pollock painting and his his, yeah. <laughs> his spacecraft. Oh, and his pelvic God. sorcery. Yes. Pelvic well, here's sorcery. the thing, though. It's like, I really don't need an R-rated captain america a hulk movie like it's no. just it's just not needed and it's There's not just not enough time for it I mean, you can't go into those themes in a two-hour movie you've got to get to the in the next battle you know i mean it's not even the... so much that it's just there's enough in the in the main marvel universe for the all ages stuff there's enough good stories there to mine that you don't even need to go there it's you know it's if Daredevil ends up showing up somehow in in the Infinity movies, uh, yeah, it'll be awesome. But he yeah. doesn't need to be there. I mean, it's he doesn't need to bring Foggy and and yeah, and what's her name in tow either. So Heather, Heather, no. <clears throat> oh, uh, Karen. 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 Sorry, I, I, yeah, oh, I was paying I... attention to something else for a second. Yeah, Karen. <laughs> Yeah, but th- that's the cool thing about this Marvel Cinematic Universe is that you can, like the comic, tell all these stories that have vastly different tones. And, you know, even though this is a very down-to-earth story that has superpowers, you know, it's um, – and that was one thing that I was – speaking of, you know, the whole down-to-earth thing, it's – I like that we're in the year 2015, whereas, like, you know, 10 years ago, they would have tried to make this more realistic. And when Luke Cage came on the screen, you know, aside from wondering if they were going to, um, you know – do the thing i was also wondering are they gonna keep his unbreakable skin and i think had this been made in like 2000 or 2005 when like you know they were still trying to you know make superhero stuff more you know mainstream and not as fantastical yeah we would not have gotten the unbreakable skin and i'm so glad that we got that oh that, and it was that's done so great too yeah I that's mean, but that's just... just enough of a stretch because he's not impervious as we clearly saw it's just after he... she shot him in the head yeah, yeah. that was it, I mean, because there was clearly trauma there, but he's not invulnerable. He's just really tough. It's I, you know that's just that's just enough of a stretch. I mean, a guy with radar senses is kind of just just enough of a stretch as well, right? Um, you know, and if they if they do end up doing Iron Fist, it's gonna be well. He's really good at martial arts, and his right hand is as strong as iron. Okay, I got it. I, th- I think they're still going to go, I mean, because mind control is a pretty big stretch. I mean, that that's a big well, one right there. Well, they didn't go so far as laser eyes, so it's still believable. No, but, you know, <laughs> and, they, and they science it. They science it, We, we it do too. have Thor from Asgard, you know, mm-hmm. who, like, I, I mean, again, like, this is a universe where even though we know that they're not going to show up in this series, like, Thor, you know, and, like, Rocket Raccoon can, like, show up any second. So, right. like, they Those could. are the rules for this universe. Yeah. 
But they don't. I mean, but they don't disavow that either. You know, they say it is part of the world that we're in. It's just you know, in our little corner of, you know, the super blighted urban area of Hell's Kitchen. It's just that stuff just isn't going on here. Well, that's why I think that, and uh, they did it so. I mean, the the powers things. They didn't make a really big deal of it. You know, despite the fact Jessica Jones has super strength and can almost fly and. And and Luke with uh you know his unbreakable skin and he's clearly got some enhanced strength too, um, but I mean they didn't. I like it that the characters are just kind of like, well, this is me, you know, this is what happened, and it, there's not like a big deal about it because this is now a world that everyone accepts that these fantastical things can happen, and everyone kind of knows, you know, where Captain America came from, so they're not that amazed when someone takes him and experiments on him and all of a sudden they have powers and uh i didn't know anything about the nuke character i mean i was trying through the whole series to i i knew the guy had an analogy somewhere in in the marvel universe but i didn't know who it was um but that, that's very cool that they tied into that oh my god that was that was the big moment for me where i was just oh because i i've read I read the Daredevil Born Again story right, right when it hit trade paperback a long time ago. Probably a little too young to be reading it at the time because it's a pretty heavy story. But that always stuck with me. And I know they'll never do it on the show, but when... Hey, it could happen. No, I mean, in terms of how it goes down in the comic with Cap, Thor, and Iron Man coming to Hell's Kitchen to stop Nuke. And it's just that it won't happen, but I God, I want it to happen so bad. Yeah. But hey, he might be on the opposite side of the defenders, or you know. yeah, they, you can't introduce him and then not follow him up. He's the perfect yeah. anti-cap. Character. The funny thing is, all these people who they're setting up for defenders are like not the people who I associate with the defenders. Yeah, no, well, me yeah. either. Except for Hellcat, let's definitely. If Hellcat isn't in the freaking defenders, I call foul right now because they did such an amazing job of presenting that character. I mean, she almost overshadowed Jessica in the show. She because... did for me, but that's because I wear Hellcat goggles. <laughs> hey, they were clearly leading up to something. Otherwise, you wouldn't have seen her taking martial arts lessons and yeah. trying to, re- well, you know. Well, she took the red pill. Yeah. Yeah, damn near I, killed her. I was her. waiting for them to reveal that that had, like, some residual side effect or something. But um, they never did, to my knowledge. Or, like, if they did, I missed it or, like, wasn't looking. But that would have been cool to show that, like, you know, there was some leftover because... Her her powers in the her origin story in the comic is it would be hard to do in this universe. Like she basically blackmails Beast into like letting her go on an adventure with the Avengers, and then while they're like under attack, like she finds the costume of of uh, Tigra when she was the cat, and then she puts it on. And at the time, they thought that like the suit gave you powers, but then right. it was later retconned that it never did. But then when she died and went to hell and then came back, she got powers from like her visit in hell. So I don't think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to quite go that route. Well, we, we are getting Doctor Strange next year, so who knows? And I think um, we were talking about Iron Fist, and there were some rumors for a while that you know they were thinking about dropping the Iron Fist because they didn't know what to do with it, or they were going to maybe just turn it into one two-hour movie. But I think it was Jeff Lab, Jeff Loeb, Jeff Loeb, maybe? Jeff Loeb, um, came out recently. I don't know where i read it exactly and and said that it's still on track that they're definitely going to be doing iron fist series and i mean they set up enough mystical shit daredevil and i don't think it's a stretch that they'll go the whole kunlun heart of the dragon and you know that whole you know power of the iron fist that you've got to i mean and and there's no excuse not to 
you know, if anything, this universe has embraced all these different powers, and they're bringing magic into it, and I don't think it's going to be a stretch. I have no clue who, like, the big bad in the Defenders is going to be, and I hope I have no clue till it comes out, but... Uh. Yeah, I don't know either. It's, I mean, it's going to have to be something maybe a little more than street level. Like, uh, Kingpin is great as a bad guy, uh, you know, but if you have that many people going up against him, uh, you know, it's... And I read a lot of the Defender stuff, and a lot of it sucks, which is why, like, they never, like, you know, got off the ground the way that, you know, like, Avengers or these other team books did. But anyway, they don't really have, like, in the runs that I read, they did not really have, like, a consistent rogues gallery. Right. Like, it's not like, you know, Avengers where you think, oh, yes, Kang the Conqueror, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. Or uh, the Teen Titans where you're like, oh, you know, Trigon the Terrible, you know, Deathstroke the Terminator. Or That's the- what I kind of liked about the, the Defenders, though, back when I was a kid, is that it seemed like I could jump out any time I found an issue and just wanted to read it. And it was always a cool read because so they always had a really eclectic group of characters that you didn't see in a lot of the mainstream books like valkyrie would show up and you know dr strange is always in there every now and there i think ghost rider even was in it for a while probably or am i thinking of the champions i ghost if you look at like wikipedia they have a list of everyone who was a defender and the list is like really vast like so many people who like you wouldn't have thought were in there were like in there for a few issues so (laughs) i think the avengers farm team you know basically because everyone's been an avenger too now at this point (laughs) and at one point it basically became like the original x-men minus scott and gene like uh hank hank mccoy brought along um angel and iceman so. Well, that was, they were all in the champions. It was Beast, uh, Iceman, and Angel in the champions, and then Ghost Rider and Hercules and someone else. The champions didn't last long either. And, and they had that horrible Eric Larson run of um, <laughs> of Defenders in like the late 90s, early 1000s with the horrendous art when like Larson was not trying anymore. I don't <laughs> recommend that at all. Never got to those. So. <laughs> and apparently, like, the last group of Defenders had, like, Red She-Hulk, uh, Black Cat, and, like, Doctor Strange, and, like, a few other people. Like, a really mismatched group of characters. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I just want to see Hellcat. <laughs> Heck yeah! Well, uh, Getting close. I mean, and I was checking for spoilers just to see if she'd be... I was like, I have to know, is she going to become Hellcat? Because this also came out on my birthday weekend, so I was like, oh, if she becomes Hellcat, what a great birthday present. But <laughs> I... I'm satisfied with what they did. Um, just the one point where um, her mom is like saying, oh, Sabrina from the old town wants to like, you know, uh, have you do an endorsement. Like, Sabrina's not a Patsy Walker character. I was so wishing that they would have said like Hetty Wolf or like one of her other like romance comic co-stars. That mm. would have been sweet. Surprised. Or Millie the Model. Millie, yeah, I was going to say, I'm surprised we didn't, have, didn't get a Millie the Model reference. Yeah. Millie the Model will be in like Phase 7. You know, she'll have like a, a Disney Channel original series, series or something. <laughs> oh, God. Now, hey, Marvel can tell all these type of stories if they, you know, <laughs> like I said. So. I, I think, think that might be my their strength. Yeah. That might be my tipping point, though, if we get a, a Millie the Model show. I'll be like, <laughs> all right. Think this... Maybe maybe I won't binge watch this one, but no. Thanos is in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, if it's Millie yeah. versus Thanos, come on. Yeah, sure. I mean,. <laughs> I don't know. They, they, I think they they took their biggest chance probably with Ant Man and came out in the black. So and there's going to be an Ant Man too. So I don't think they're too afraid to try anything. They're 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 pretty confident in their brand uh, at this point, yeah. and they know we keep showing up. So 
Even even the abysmal Thor two made like a billion dollars. Yeah, I I don't I didn't think it was abysmal except maybe Darcy do the Darcy edit and the Jane Foster edit and it would be a cool movie. Oh wow! <laughs> I want oh, the Natalie. I want the non snooze fest edit is what I want. I go to the Thor movies for crazy over the top action. And I did not get that in Thor 2. Oh, the first 15 minutes was straight out of, like, Star Wars, man. It was epic. I don't know. Yeah, but him him crushing that rock monster, it's like, give me two hours of that. <laughs> right. And a villain wow. that doesn't suck. <laughs> but I'm going to drag Sarah back into this somehow. Um, obviously a very, very female-centric show. I mean, obviously not just the, the main character, but, I mean, it's just strong female characters through the whole thing and I obviously want to get the the Sarah slash vagina point of view on that. <laughs> she smacks me. Yeah. <laughs> it is her show here too. So. Um, but Lots of strong female characters. Who's buzzing? I don't know. It Again, it's our, not me for once. No. <laughs> it might be our cheap little Doohickey for Oh, it's her. Scott. I'll wait. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, lots of strong female characters. Who, who the hell wants to fuck with Hogarth? You know? I want her as my lawyer, that's for sure. She's, uh, mopped the floor with you. So, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> pass? <laughs> I don't know, I've... I'm sure, like, you know, what, what movie was it that, uh, oh, it's Fury Road that that made all the men's right activists uh, all pissed off that someone is making a feminist movie and, you know, see, not giving I, them see, as many car crashes as they wanted. Here's the thing, though, and maybe I'm just oblivious, but it's like, to me, I don't see it as a, a maleist or a feminist thing. It's like, no. it's just an action movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, it guess happens what? to have there women are, in There it. really are female lawyers and stuff out there. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I thought they were all... And they really do cheat on their spouses with right. their secretaries. And, and apparently some of them will, strong, <laughs> will send a superhero over to strong arm there, you know, and threaten the life of their spouse to sign the divorce papers. And me papers. off the subway thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll sign. That was... Uh, there, there were a lot of. I mean, Jessica obviously isn't uh, clearly a good person. You know, she's she's walks that fine line of of gray, like all the Marvel, you know, the the Marvel Knights line kind of does. You know, the antihero, and that she's she's not not afraid of getting her hands dirty. I, I was really taken by the twist. I don't know if she did this in the Alias series or not, Josh, but the whole thing of her getting herself arrested, you know, basically attempting to pin a murderer on herself. Uh, I don't remember her doing that, and if she did, it would not have been in the Purple Man arc because the Purple Man arc was much <laughs> shorter and like uh, turned out very differently um, than it did here. Uh, but yeah, that surprised me as a, as a plot device, and I thought it was yeah. kind of extreme even for the circumstances, but just showed what she was willing to do to get this guy and get him to stop hurting people. Was, uh... Yeah, but in terms of her being, you know. A, a character that's willing to to do stuff that most most compassionate people would not do. If you don't see a, a way out at the end of the tunnel, I mean, you know, if you've if you've got that sense of hopelessness, which it clearly seemed like she did, for the most part. Uh, I mean, she did move with agency, though. I mean, she was always trying to get stuff done. But if you if you have something that horrendous happen to you and you can't see a way out, 
you are going to be willing to <laughs> to do some stuff that most people are not going to do. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it, you know, and and the lawyer was also footing the bill. You know, it's like like she said, booze costs money. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a hard drinking woman, that's for sure. Just <clears throat> this is so unorthodox for Marvel to like explore some of these themes of PTSD and stuff, and it just yeah, really I, nailed I, it. Iron Man three tried, and it was you know for a, a, a four quad. Thinking about the wormhole. Yeah. Try not to. For you know, but that's for a four quadrant movie. You're not really going to go into that level of you know pathos. Well, I, I think where that failed, where something like Iron Man three failed in that, is it he didn't have enough peripheral characters to show what the effect was on everyone else around them. You know, the people that care about the person with PTSD. It's a ripple effect. You know, it it wipes out everyone in your circle of friends too. And also, rape is a lot more relatable for PTSD than, you know, we all have that friend who went through a porthole in New York City right. that led to outer space yeah. to fight the Shatari. That's, you know, everyone three has times a week. PTSD. I yeah. wish yeah. those were my friends. Rochester can be a rough town with the aliens. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the Which, invasion's going to begin. <laughs> and that is one big difference. You walk down my street, you think it by already the, has sometimes. <laughs> That is one big difference in the comic is that um, Kilgrave in the comic did not actually have sex with her. He thought about doing it, but he thought it would be more fun to like he made her desire him. He's like, you know, he would say to her, beg me for sex. And she would like beg for hours. And she was his like, you know, slave for months and would like follow him around. And he would make her like, you know, beg for sex until she really wanted it. But he never actually had sex with her. Oh, that's just um, oh, that's horrible, too. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's what the comic emphasized, that, like, it's horrible, but at the same time, I think for the show, you know, making the decision that, like, they did have sex, I I think it worked, and I think it also worked well, because they didn't just do it for shock value, they had gravity to it. You had that scene where Jessica says, you raped me, you know, and he's like, oh, I hate that word, like, no, you, like, you know, I never felt like they were cheapening it by adding in a rape. I felt like, you know, it was integral to the story and That's integral exactly to Jessica's what he character. Did the entire time he was controlling her. Yeah, it's yeah, not just a physical thing. To the story. I mean, I I'm, don't know <laughs> yeah. why they didn't choose to cross that line in the comics, but I mean, it adds more weight to it. I, mean, I don't know. I think the my my sum up of Kilgrave is he's a spoiled brat that nobody ever said no to. Because they you couldn't. can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. His mother told him no, and she ironed her face. Yeah. I got it. But you know, it's he's he's nothing but a spoiled brat. The man's a toddler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that was pretty well portrayed by Tennant too. I mean, he wasn't. He was less kind of. I said they 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 didn't really go out of their way to try to make him a sympathetic villain like Loki. I mean, Loki, you can kind of latch on to where the sympathy is, where you know he was created. As a monster, although he ends up kind of just becoming a real monster, um, really not. I mean, you could see they showed also with Wilson Fisk and Daredevil that you know how he was kind of created, you know, via bad parenting. Um, a lot of that going around superhero stories in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of a kind of a go-to trope. They're either bad parents or dead parents. Yeah, uh, sometimes both. Um, but I expected maybe them to even jack up the creep factor of Kilgrave even worse than they did. Yeah, I mean, there's something with the just the dry throwawayness of of everything that Kilgrave orders that it's not 
it's not even a second thought to him because i mean how, i love when he yells the orders occasionally he gets flustered but for the most part anybody that he's talking to it's you know stare at that wall throw that coffee in your face it's just not even there's no he has no conscious and he, he comes up with some pretty sick uh, solutions to things obviously he's creative <laughs> yeah if you like that thing i'll make you put it out in your eye but they did i mean they did science him away it wasn't it wasn't magic i mean right like, you know and i don't recall in the comics if it's of you know a viral thing um, well, I think it always was like his. He had super pheromones, basically. Was that what know, it was? Kind of super like, pheromones. Yeah, pheromones. yeah, kind of okay. like Eros there, Star Fox, you know. Uh, okay. But with more creepy applications, uh, even though Star Fox had his creepy times too. He's uh, a creepy looking character. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there, there was like a whole thing in G Hulk where like she sued Star Fox, or like someone was suing Star Fox because he said you raped me, and it's like your pheromones make it rape. It's like no, you wanted me. <laughs> yeah, that's my yeah. fault. I have pheromones. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's for the the Marvel philosophy department to work out, I guess. <laughs> See, I think the the only real problem I had with the whole thing was it's stupid. It was Hope's death. What was the point? Yeah, I wish that they had any because all the stuff that they were trying to do was to get Hope free. I see. Yeah, and, I mean, she's and, out of prison. She's home free that and that's why pointless. they weren't going to kill him because they're like no we need him alive so that like you know hope won't be tried for murder right. and, mm-hmm. i can but, i mean that's the tone of this series yeah i can understand it and it's a gut punch too it, it happens and it's... it was i think it was just it was a blatant smack everybody who's watching right square in the fields and see if you stick around for the next episode mm-hmm. it but i mean i the death did serve a purpose as long as <laughs> Uh, that the, Kilgrave needed to die. I think we're all agreed on that because there's no way that you can put him. I mean, yeah, you probably could have cut his tongue out or something like that, and would that have been torture for him? Yeah, but you, well, yeah, Kilgrave ev- needed to die, but why did Hope need to die? That's there because life. then there was no roadblocks for Jessica in terms of doing what she felt she had to do, and that's what Hope said as she slumped to the floor too. But yeah, and I I yeah. buy it, and, and honestly. You you kill your mother and father, and, yeah. Okay. And you yeah. go through that situation. You were carrying his baby, uh, like yeah. That again, was brutal too. That yeah. Yeah, Marvel series with an abortion. That this is yeah. like. Mm-hmm. I already mentioned Thor too. We don't need to bring it up again. But that's horrible. Now, actually, I want to. That's one of my nitpicks with the show, and and somewhat with Marvel in general, is that they've killed off another great villain. And um, yeah, How he many... deserved to die, but that maybe is all the more reason you should do the whole. Well, I'm responsible for the Joker's deaths because I won't kill the Joker. Or, or, yeah, well, he, she's I'm not, not bad. She's not sense. Batman. And how many? And if you tell this story again, then it's just the same story, right? I think that yeah, his character, you know, was kind of spent after this. You know, we had a whole season of him being a villain. There wasn't that much more you could take him. I thought. If uh, my guess was that they were going to depower him, and then right. like we kind of have like you know a little cliffhanger, you know, where um, like maybe not lean into next season, but just like oh maybe he didn't really lose his powers, where like it looks like he slowly regained them, or like it works on a prison guard, so like you know is he faking it or not? But then like if they did a Jessica Jones season two, they'd have another villain, 
And just because I've seen this formula before with shows where like, oh, we got to kill this guy, we got to kill this guy, then they don't kill them and they give a speech about how they have to find another way or they're not going to take a life. So I was surprised when uh, she went ahead and did it. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's what this show is. But I just, I, I still, I just have this pet peeve with, with killing all these iconic villains in the Marvel movies and, and shows. I mean, Wilson Fisk is still alive at least. Um, <laughs> well, that was his origin story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this was kind of Kilgraves too, but I mean... Yeah? I mean, not so much as, yeah, after the origin story. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it would have been a great opportunity to introduce the, you know, superhero Supermax and that they have his hermetically sealed, you know cell waiting for him and yeah as you said maybe we see some purple creeping up his veins at the end of the show or something not necessarily don't even have to bring him back because who knows if we can get David Tennant again or not um, and I hope that's not just recast him like the doctor yeah right yeah <laughs> uh, this season the purple man will be Christopher Eccleston <laughs> that's it I would, no I he would was already Malekith absolutely um, <laughs> who was the one that was in Heroes as the invisible man that was Eccleston okay excellent I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah everybody forgot about Heroes. Yeah. I love the first <laughs> It's back on the air. <laughs> it is? No, no, I have not. I can't Yeah. I like, can't it just came it. back after, like, five years. Yeah, that show, squand- that show squandered all of its goodwill after season oh, one. Definitely. Yeah, it definitely did. I, I was one of those people that when it got to the end of it, I go, oh, Jesus, it was just Watchmen. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> But and that was fine. That was great for the first episode, and and to have the final battle in Kirby Plaza was a pretty neat little nod. But yeah, went downhill after that. Um, well, let's talk about Mister Ten a little bit. How was it seeing the the Tenth Doctor as as a creepy evil guy? He awesome. was not the Doctor at all. Well, it's, obviously, he, he wasn't even. Oh sure, uh, from Harry Potter. Barty Barty Crouch Barty Jr. Crouch, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I thought they might go full Barty Crouch for them. No, no. He didn't chew the scenery. <laughs> no flicking the tongue here. And uh, he's looking a little rough, I thought, though. David put a couple pounds on. Had that uh, his five, five o'clock shadow going on most of the show. And, um, but nailed it, man. I didn't know anything about the Purple Man either. I actually uh, made a mistake in, when I was first hearing about the Purple Man. I, for some reason, thought... I was thinking of, I think, the Puppet Master, because I'm like, isn't he a Fantastic Four villain? And I thought he was Alicia Master's father, but I was thinking <laughs> of Puppet Master, wasn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Step Stepfather. Yeah, similar, uh, similar, not really similar powers, but mind control stuff, so that's where I got mistaken there. Oh, he, the, the Puppet Master has radioactive clay that he can control. Oh, that's right, and that's why, yeah, <laughs> the, that's why Alicia's a, a sculptor. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, a Purple Man was a Daredevil villain. Yeah, that's and, where like, you got to start. Which is why um, uh, Night Nurse says, hey, I, I got this guy Daredevil. He, he totally fights Purple Man all the time in the comic. We can get him to fight. She's like, no. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, – if he and, and I like the explanation. Like, yeah, I don't want anyone else to fall under his control. Like, because that's what they have to do in all these Marvel movies now is, like, explain why, you know, they, they can't just call the Avengers. They had to do that in Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, you know, they they did that in um, one of the Iron Man movies. Um, it, I guess it must have been Iron Man 3 because that's the only post-Avengers one. Because I remember, like, they're saying that this is an Avengers problem. This is a national security problem. So right. yeah. it's 
it, so I do like, you know, and I, it was a believable explanation. Like, yeah, you know, we don't want more people, like, you know, with superpowers to fall under his control. Right, yeah, because, I mean, the Hulk didn't have damage just from the Scarlet Witch. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Daredevil would. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> Plus, you gotta tease it. You gotta, you gotta get, a, you gotta get a salivating for that 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 team up movie. Well, when the episode listing uh, leaked online like a month or two before this aired, like it gave you the episode titles and description. Like the description for the finale was like a friend from the neighborhood. People are like, "Oh, Daredevil's gonna." Come. Yeah, that was kind of a tease. And honestly, <laughs> I thought Rosario kind of phoned in that episode a little bit. I wasn't really feeling Claire Temple. Ah, uh, she had just worked a triple. Yeah, uh, yeah she's yeah, been true. dealing with superpoweredness. Yeah, I guess. Oh, has she? Why didn't she mention that before? <laughs> well, she she said she, yeah, she keeps running I, into I weird. Know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I'm teasing because like a few times she's like, "Boy." This sure reminds me of what happened in Daredevil, and then like winks at the camera. Yeah, it was she a little heavy-handed. I mean, I don't know. I guess if you're gonna bring Claire Temple in, you have to make the nod to it. But but she um she and Luke Cage um had a thing in the comics, so it was. And I kind of got you know the sense that you know maybe there's a little not romance between them, but like you saw that there was some chemistry between them. Um, you know, they're just not ready at this point in their lives. You know, he's still dealing with the fact that his last girlfriend killed his wife so yeah and that wasn't part of alias was it or that was not at all um, so that was kind of a weird tie-in um effective to build is luke cage's fiance from his origin story who dies mm-hmm. but like she's not killed by purple men or you know or um or jesse pinkman's you know heroin addict girlfriends yeah. or anything like that almost everyone like that knows uh, this actress like either knows her from a show called like the Bee in Apartment B or something like that, yeah. and as um, um, heroin girl from um, Breaking Bad, yeah. <laughs> who like choked on her own vomit. Ooh, yeah, fun scene. Spoilers. Um, yeah. Spoilers for a show that ended a few years ago. There's, there's. Um, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but there's a funny clip online. It's called Breaking Bad, and it's uh, a Breaking Bad is a cartoon, but it's a cartoon in the style of like. The filmation Batman cartoons, oh God. and they're fighting all their villains. Like she's one of the villains, and they call her heroin girl. And she's like, and she talks like like Catwoman. She's like, "Come, new heroin with me, Pink Man." <laughs> <laughs> well, if if Julie knew her, uh, said, "Come do heroin with me," I probably would. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> not now, <laughs> but in '66. Yeah. Or now? Who am I kidding about? Yeah. Who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about like 45 80 seconds ago <laughs> uh, heroin I think still <laughs> farther back than that um of course so you know, oh, a Lou Reed sound clip here little velvet underground <laughs> night nurse I believe oh yeah night nurse that's what we were talking about yeah Oh, yeah, so, yeah, oh, you were asking about Reva Connors, yeah, so, um, yeah, in the comic, her and Luke are, like, they're familiar with each other, and they know each other, but, like, he has, she has nothing to do with, like, killing any ex-lovers of his. Or I mean, I guess it was a good dramatic plot device, but, I mean, it almost seems like too close of, you know, six degrees of separation. It's close, yeah, but... but- all Marvel comics are like that. Like, the 616 has, like, one degree of separation between everyone. Right. Like, if you take all of the Black Widows, like, you know, ex-boyfriends, like, you can form, like, a team that's mightier than the Avengers. Oh, boy. Well, 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, there's 8 million Daredevil, people in New York City. That's Hawkeye. all I'm saying. The, uh, the chances of you connecting with the I liked it, though, because you just, you're just waiting for that shoe to drop. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, Jesus, you should, why didn't you tell him up front? Like, it, and, it, and when it drops, you know, he wasn't... a piece of that cage, that's why. Yeah. And when it dropped, you know, there was consequences. It wasn't like, you know, yeah. a soapy state where it's like, I forgive you. I know, like, he called her a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, I think more, I mean, I think Luke, he eventually, I mean, it was a good arc in that Luke eventually will realize that it wasn't her fault, you know, that she was being controlled or, uh, but still got to sting a bit. Yeah. Uh, setting up, I was a little surprised that there wasn't a little more awareness of Daredevil. Like maybe Patsy would have, you know, while training was like, hey, you know, that, that Daredevil guy can do this. I can do it. Because it's definitely, well, I, he's I definitely the got the vibe that kitchen. she is planning no one's on seen him. She is definitely planning on being a hero, you know, alongside Jessica. I mean, I got that vibe from Trish Walker from the get-go that she she thinks she can go make a difference. Because she's obviously been pushing Jessica to most of her life, apparently. Yeah. The thing with her mom, um, her mom is a heavily retconned character in the comics. Like, she was very, very much like, you know... Um, like apron wearing like you know like donna serving reed. snacks for the teenagers yeah very very much a donna reed mm-hmm. and then in the bronze age they reckon that her mom was like a stage mom and stuff like who was like always pushing her and they had a bad relationship and then when her mom died her mom made a deal with the devil to like sell patsy's soul like in Jesus. order to like get rid of her own cancer yeah but like the deal didn't work here yeah <laughs> yeah like so even worse than the show like she didn't beat Patsy like in this or like abuse her or like make her throw up. She was just like a stage mom who would like push Patsy into doing stuff she didn't want to do and sell her soul to the devil. Oh, but like, it's great that they went into that and like because that's just got to be a thing, I'm sure, from these child stars. You know, look how many of them end up seriously fucked up because, <laughs> you know, yeah. parents are a little too ambitious about spending their money. Um, and they, they, portrayed that really well i thought uh, now let me get this uh didn't hellcat in the comics have some tie to damon hellstrom uh yes very big ties <laughs> i thought so what is that uh well they were married uh, okay that's, that's it yeah yeah right. um yeah they were on the defenders together and then they left to get married and um in damon's book Patsy was like a blubbering, you know, like brain dead woman because she like looked into Damien's soul and it made her like lose yeah. her mind. Probably not a good oh, idea. So like Damon would literally be like having sex with like a girl downstairs while his wife was like drooling like on a bed upstairs. Great. And then she, and then oh. she killed herself. Um, oh, great. Thrilling. And since she's been revived, she's had like a few encounters with Damon, but it's mostly like it's it's not very positive encounters. Well, when you're the son of Satan, you have a certain reputation to live up to, I'd say. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, wow, glad the old memory banks worked that well. I, I knew there was some tie between theirs because I, I actually thought for Satan. like <laughs> half a second that they were going to do that in this because when she's talking to um, Jessica on the phone in like the second or third episode, and all of a sudden there's blood in her cup, I was like. I didn't realize it was coming from her. I was like, blood's appearing from there. I was like, wait, is Damon about to teleport in? Are they doing that? I, They're not going to do that in this Why not? Show. I, I want to <laughs> see Damon Hellstrom. I don't care if he's a freaking lawyer you know, or whatever, but I'd love to see Damon Hellstrom show up Having in the Marvel the son Universe. Having in this show would have been very, very uh, interesting. It, it would have distracted. Like, that, that's a hell of a big subplot. No pun intended. <laughs> yes, yeah. 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 
But hey, once Doctor Strange hits, man, I think like all bets are off, and they they should be able to get away with just about anything. They've got Rocket and Groot. I mean, they can already get away with anything. So yeah, so give me Sleepwalker finally. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> no, no one's clamoring for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I enjoyed the, I mean, I, I don't want to lead, you know, just, but like, just throwing a talking point out there. Um, I enjoyed the Hogarth subplot a lot. It, uh, yeah, it was definitely compelling. Um, I mean, especially since anytime you see a homosexual relationship portrayed on TV, it's always super positive nowadays. It's never contentious the way right. this was. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's just, that was just a bad situation all around. Well, and the character in the books was, was male originally, so it's very cool that they just kind of gender swapped that, but didn't really change much else. And, and the old cliche of I'm sleeping with my secretary, basically. (laughs) So that was kind of cool. And, you know, that stuff goes on in Marvel universe too. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, Tony Tony and Pepper. Yeah, Tony and Pepper. Yeah. Am I a bad Marvel fan that when uh, Luke was in the hospital, I got a total Superman vibe out of the the, the syringes on on the unbreakable skin? You know? No, that's <laughs> no. That's where my mind first jumped for some reason. I'm sure it's been done in the comics with Luke, Luke Cage too, but I was just like, oh, yeah. How do you how do you medicate Luke skin? Cage? Everything yeah. has to be internal, I guess, right? That bar fight mm-hmm. with him and Jessica in the bar was like. That was awesome. I yeah. wasn't impressed with oh a lot of the choreography and some of the other fights in this, but that was just perfect. And he was just bitch he was slapping just standing people. There, yeah, just kind of slapping because he was. I think he actually has a better grasp on his powers than Jessica does at this point because she was kind of more reckless and he was just kind of standing there using minimal effort just to bat these guys away. And then the, the look he gave when the guy busted the the bottle over his head was just like roll his eyes and be like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're drunk. Go now. home." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're confused. Go home and forget about this. Yeah, exactly. And just the glass against his neck was perfect. It was just such a Luke Cage squee moment for me. It didn't cut. You're drunk. Your mind's not right. Go home to your wife. You ruined my life. I'll do worse than see your face again. Sleep it off. Forget you were here. I'll do the same. Can't wait for that. The series. man actually went squee. I, I probably did actually go squee. Yeah, or you know, some other. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with this. Christmas. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I love the fact that the first time he says it is in reference to the uh, the rear ending, but uh, he does drop it again later. So yeah, in a room full of weed, so we know where where Luke's pleasures lie. Apparently. <laughs> oh yeah. <sighs> Well, and and I love um, the twist, you know, in the uh, back end of the episodes where, uh, you know, she goes up to Purple Man and and he quotes like Luke's thing, like, I'm going to apologize to you no matter how many or I'm going to forgive you no matter how many times you need to hear it every day. You heard that? Heard it. I wrote it. And then Luke comes in like a bulldozer. I, I should have seen it coming, and I didn't. I was like, I oh, didn't either. God. No, I really didn't. Well, either. because he slept it off and everything. So, yeah. like, the show established what the rules of Purple Man were. So, like, it, but that's but where then it fooled was us. Stronger, and it went yeah. from twelve to fourteen hours to mm-hmm. sixteen to eighteen. Sixteen. Yeah, that was, was brilliant. Like, oh, I didn't see man. that coming either. The show was very good at blindsiding us, yeah. you know, and giving us surprise moments. Um, you know, there's a few times where. 
you know, I thought that a story arc or a scene was going to go a certain way, and um, and it went in a complete different direction. Oh, that, what, yeah, when she brings home the Chinese food, and it's because uh, she after she goes and talks to to Trish, you know, what would you do? And then she gets back there, and this is what Jessica would do. That was a f- total yes. fist pump moment. I was, oh my, oh god. my god, was that great? That Trish is Walker Jessica with did. Nuke. I take it that didn't happen in the comics, though. That did not. No, she's no. um, she, she, she she has had very bad taste in men, but she's never dated Nuke. But that's okay. Yeah, this is a pretty um, pretty wild sex scene for Trish too. Yeah, yeah, she, um, diving. Um, there was some diving going on. I, I was waiting for someone to call her. I mean, that would have been the perfect opportunity for Nuke to for just her be mother like to call on the phone. Hi, well, Mom. no, for Nuke, you know, for Nuke to say, "Wow, you're quite the Hellcat," but I'm um, Ching. You know, I mean, I would have forgiven that. I would have forgiven that, and I was looking for it. I, I, I love Hellcat, but they I dropped them all. But I, I would have. I would have groaned if they would have done it that way. <laughs> that would have been a good well, time. only we would groan because we're the only ones that would get it. Right. Well, but but then like when she later on becomes Hellcat, it's because you know like some guy called her that when he was um um trimming her bush, you know like. She was a model. She doesn't have that. Is a horrible way to get a superhero name. Like Bruce Wayne, you know, he saw a bat flying through his window. Hellcat. One time during sex, a guy went downstairs and made a comment, and that's her superhero name. Hey, this is worse uh, things. <laughs> Stilt man, you know. Well, I guess he's probably the most literal, literally named Marvel character. <laughs> uh, Leapfrog. <laughs> Leapfrog. Batrock the Leaper. Oh, uh, yeah. Or Purple Man, who is literally a purple man. Yes, but not, not like Mind Control Man or Simon Says. Simon Says that should have been his villain name. Well, that's where Marvel's been good about, you know, in, in some respects they. And I, I saw some nerds bitching about, well, why don't they name the Avengers? You know, why do you got to say the Flag Waver and the Green Guy? That's not connecting. Like, well, because people don't really talk like that. People aren't going to go out of their way to say Captain America and Doctor Banner, also known as the Hulk. You know, in normal conversation, that's what you're going to say. Like, blame it on the big green guy. I, I thought about that. Like, like when we talk about our celebrities, like, okay, if I was to say, like, um, just two random celebrities, like, I, I don't endorse the Kardashians, but let's say Thank Kim God. Kardashian and Justin Bieber. What would I say? The big butt lady and the haircut dude? Like, right. I'd probably say Kardashian and Bieber. But, um, And when I talk about our politicians, I don't say, you know, like... Oh, you know that you know that guy that lives in the White House. I'll say you know Obama, right. president or something. It's so it, I thought that it was weird, but like you know, I eh. took it as a point where not a lot of people know that there's the what do they call them metahumans? Right. There's not a lot of them, and if you know the aliens just arrived and whatever and. They wouldn't know Captain America's name. It'd be the flag waver. Yeah, his they might know. The green guy. Um, I don't know. Captain America and Iron Man are the two that would be most identified, but people might not even know who the you know unless they're up on their Norse mythology, they might not even know who the big guy with the fucking hammer is, Thor. (laughs) You know, or the you know the, the the. the girl with red shit coming out of her hands is Scarlet Witch. Well, they haven't even named her that yet. Uh, I, I like how Marvel kind of picks and chooses um, 
you know, when to use the sillier names and when not. I mean, we're never going to hear Kilgrave called the Purple Man in this show and kind of knew that going in. We just knew he was the Purple Man. You Zebediah know. Kilgrave. But he wasn't Zebediah. He was Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, yes. yeah. Well, yeah. they could have called him Murder Corpse. New, New, <laughs> yeah, Nuke had a different first name, too, and he's uh, Will in the comics, I believe. No, he's Frank in the comics? Or? Something Samson. Yeah. Simpson, Frank yeah. Samson well, in the he, comics. He, he, he is Simpson, but, like, yeah. they... He's Frank in one of them and Will in the other one. I forget which is which. But. I'll bet they maybe did that because they've got Frank Castle coming up and they didn't want to. That's a good uh, idea, yeah. yeah. That, that's actually what I heard somewhere. Um, I think that we're past the point where we'd be confused by two different characters named Frank, especially because they yeah. call him Simpson all the time in this we're, anyway. We're nerds. We, we, we notice shit like that. But Yeah, but I mean, it worked for me because I totally forgot. About Nuke until the and then it was just like oh the Reds like oh like it was it for me it was it was worth it doing that name first name change and not even touching on anything other than the fact that he was a former Spec Ops guy it's like wasn't even thinking about that oh he's a former Spec Ops guy now he's a cop makes sense well I had no idea what was going on with him until like the mysterious doc you know I got to see this doctor I'm like oh okay this is some kind of this I need to pay attention to now he's. He's under some weird secret soldier program, obviously. Yeah, and it's like, okay, they're probably not going to give him the face paint, but then he pulls out his lighter, and it's got the American flag on it. I'm like, yeah. all right, that's okay enough for me. Mm-hmm. So, you could you could bring him in to Daredevil and do Born Again. Sure. I, and, and, I'm, and if they do Born Again as a 13-episode TV arc, I will be jumping for joy. Oh. Yeah, I know they'll have to tweak of, it a little bit. We live in a world but, where that is a possibility. Oh hey, opening in Daredevil 2 is Frank Castle hunting hunting Nuke, who's gone mad and starting to cause some ruckus. Oh, if that's the final oh. blow-up, instead of using the Avengers, they use Daredevil versus... Oh, my God. Oh, I'm getting so excited now. <laughs> and we haven't even we haven't even brought in Bullseye yet, and it's like, oh god, there's so much cool stuff. That's uh, fine. I I could use a break from Bullseye. I love Bullseye, but like I want to see him. A used lot of really people well, who though. do Daredevil related things are like, hey, the Frank Miller run was fun. Let's use all the characters and villains from those. Like, well, to, okay, yeah, there is more stuff though from that Miller run to be mined. I have not seen Turk go through the window yet, so and I need well, it's to. Like, People think that Daredevil means Elektra, Bullseye, you know, Daredevil, and Kingpin. Oh, and, oh, and Turk's doing silly stuff. Remember, you know, the same plot points from the Frank Miller run that other writers used over and over again? Until yeah, but they still haven't given me the Gladiator in full Gladiator mode yet, or Stiltman, and I desperately want to see both of them. <laughs> I think we might see Gladiator. I don't know. They've been... We might see Millie the Model before we see Stiltman. Yeah, uh, we saw his stilts, though. Saw, He's out yeah, there. they put his stilts uh, You know in. what? Okay. Yeah, that's true. We're getting closer. <laughs> what if Millie the model wears the stilts and she becomes Millie the stilt woman? That's sure. fine with me. That will be the big bad for defenders. Yes. <laughs> How do All we right. attack something that I hope tall? we can do a little better than that. <laughs> and that fashionable. I, I can see, see the... up her dress. <laughs> and at the bottom of those stilts, heels, high heels. <laughs> Uh, Sarah's wandered off temporarily because we're talking too much comic nerd stuff. Apparently. That's all right. Let us bask <laughs> in it. Sarah. <laughs> Let us bask in the nerdy glow. But she's also getting me coffee, so that's okay. Oh, that's well, that works too. Wives are great. We should get one. Not not a wife, but very good girlfriend. So. Oh, I did just make a major purchase, so. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. Can buy those now. Should I edit this out? So no, that... no, that's fine. 
No, awesome. that's fine. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, one person who didn't have fun with wives, Hogarth, you know, like, how did uh, that? I felt bad for uh, Mrs. Hogarth. Cause I, I did, like, too. Oh, she didn't deserve to die, like, no. as the person in that love triangle. No. She was, man, that, that did portray her. That was an uncomfortable relationship to watch, and it almost seemed out of place. I mean, it didn't have, it connected to the story, but it was kind of its own thing, too. But, I mean, great character building. Um but yeah, that was like, wow, this was, the whole show was just kind of uncomfortable to watch. And I think that's what they had to go for because it was uncomfortable situations they were talking about. Yeah. And it's just kind of like you're, it's almost like you're watching Jessica Jones' really depressing home movie. And it's just. Well, it's At the end of the pilot, I was like, oh, when like Hope like hugs Jessica and goes with her parents, I was like, you know what? That was nice. You know, Jessica brought this feeling. This is. Oh, that yeah. totally threw. I did not see that coming either. And that's what pisses me more off about Luke being controlled is that I didn't see that coming because I should have with the Hope thing. Yeah. You know, the, the, the post-hypnotic suggestion kind of thing that Kilgrave was doing. And um, yeah, that was uh Good end of the first episode, definitely, and just definitely set the tone. Well, between the sex scene and and that, the tone was very firmly set, uh, and it was dark. And uh, yeah, I guess we can't claim the moral high ground against DC anymore that we're the fun superhero a, company. But there's a uh, difference, though. It's Jessica Jones. Well, it's not Spider Man. <laughs> right. We we can retire that Rocket Raccoon meme because like we've had Gorilla Grodd show up on the Flash now. Yeah, that's not the movies though. No. Yeah, but I'm so tired of that, like, oh, DC's afraid to do this, and Marvel says, we have Raccoon with Machine Gun. It's like, yeah. okay, but we we have Gorilla Grodd and King Shark. Can we put that meme away now? Yeah. People are still using it, like... <laughs> no. So... Uh, you know, I, I am a little afraid that, that the Netflix shows have kind of splintered off and won't ever really be, you know, part of the Marvel Universe proper. Um, that they won't ever really be able to integrate the two and bring... Love to see Daredevil come into an Avengers movie or something, obviously, but I just don't know if it'll happen um, just because of, A, the you know the stakes. I mean, you've got people like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and Iron Fist eventually, and so we're getting more powered people uh, in the street-level stories, but I don't think they're ever seriously thinking of bringing them into... You know the the larger movie universe. I hope I'm. I think Bob Iger said I'm, something I'm, along the lines that like they might do it one day, but you know that's corporate speak. You know, so who knows? Right. It's, I mean, um, I think that I hope that they're smart enough to pick and choose. Like I think, I think Daisy Johnson Quake from Agents of Shield could be moved into the movies without a problem. I think that actress has like come leaps and bounds from the first season, and she's like ready to be in movies. And I think Luke Cage is would be an awesome, you know, addition to the movie universe. He would, but I, you know what? I think I'd rather have rough and tumble R-rated Luke Cage, and eventually with Iron Fist as a as a TV show. I like I can, I can just I can parse it out. I mean, it is the same world, but it's not really the same world, and I yeah. get that. And it's it allows them to do different things. I it just don't, depends on who you mix. Yeah, I mean. Daredevil. I would love to see Daredevil and Spider-Man team up. It's not going to happen. But right. I mean, that's like would be my dream of. To dreams. hell it won't. Death of Gene <laughs> DeWolf. Come and on. that would be amazing if they did that as a you know. A, that a, could be a Netflix miniseries. It would be awesome, but it's just probably not going to happen. 
I mean, <laughs> Marvel's got to sell them toys. Mind. Here's my dream for the the Netflix shows, and that I would love to see. I think the last scene of Jessica Jones would be a perfect jumping off. I, I've read that you know they're not even sure if they're going to make a second season. I don't know how Netflix ratings. It, I think it did very well. Yeah, it did well. Um, I don't know if I've heard some people speculate that it's just like there's nowhere else to go with the character, which I absolutely don't believe. I mean, you could do a whole procedural type show, you know, just with alias investigation. Oh my god, yeah. But I mean I think I think it would be a perfect jumping off point to wait till after the Defenders and have Luke and Danny get together and have Jessica Jones turn alias, you know, investigations into heroes for hire with Patsy, with Luke, with Danny. Mist- Misty Knight. Yeah, why not yeah, who is gonna show up in Luke Cage apparently. Um and Man, so, Luke Cage's girlfriends are all over the place. We got Jessica Jones, um, <laughs> um, uh, Claire Temple, and Misty Knight. This is I'd love to see <laughs> Colleen Wing get in there too. And you know why not? I hope they bring all of them in. Yeah, um, I mean, but enough... I mean, I think if we don't see a Heroes for Hire procedural show, it's just we're missing something. You know. Well, and Kilgrave is only like one short like thing at the end of the Alias run. Like, there's so much. You're like, yeah, you could do the procedural show. You know, it's um. And, you know, we even had little seeds of, like, her trying to figure out where her powers came from. You That's know, clearly going to be the second season if they do yeah. it. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm sure that'll open up even more stuff, because that means there's going to probably be other, some other super-powered people. Not to the level of, you know, Thor or the Hulk, but... I almost know. hope they don't really go that way in that... I mean, I just hope they don't get into, like, an Oscorp with the, the Amazing Spider-Man movies that every freaking villain comes from this one little vial of IGA shit that everyone's yeah you know. yeah I, yeah I agree but that was like I, a, that was like that's like the ultimate Spider-Man retcon though I mean part of that was was in that but yeah let's not go there well hey 16 year old Spider-Man woo yeah that's gonna be and he did uh, I saw someone on the internet's found it God bless him that Spidey has made his first appearance in uh, in Jessica Jones yes. as a picture <laughs> on an ice cream. Ball. Yeah, ice cream cone pitcher. So that that's pretty neat too. I very, won't lie. That's my clever. that's my go to if there is an ice cream truck. If they have the Spider Man, I get it. Oh hell yeah! You know, <laughs> it's amazing. Or the Ninja Turtles if they don't have the Spider Man. Yeah, so very clever, Marvel. Hats off to you on that one, definitely. Oh, I don't think they did that on purpose. No, or did I, I, they? Are you kidding me? Yeah, of course they did it on purpose. <laughs> well, I, they probably I, had to sign eight contracts just to do it. I think they did it on purpose. Yeah. I, I hope so. I, it's, I think that there was just like a vendor in the background or something, and they needed like you know, ex- like make it look authentically New York City. So they have one of those ice cream things. It's I, that's that's the other thing about the Marvel Netflix shows. It's like doing the filming in New York. You can't you can't fake that real New York feel. Yeah, it just it works so well. Yeah, it's awesome, and why not too? I mean, they're. They're looking for places to film the new Spider-Man movies and like come back to Rochester. Hey, just go to New York City because there it is. So. I can't wait for that. Oh my god, I'm so stoked! Spider-Man's gonna actually be a teenager for once. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and hopefully they can pull it off. I um, think they will. I'm still in the camp that I don't. I'm not all that excited yet about him being in it. I, and I, I don't am. know. <laughs> he's he's my guy. I'm, I'm I, waiting. Nah, I. I you know, I just—I don't know. I, I just—I'm still a little pissed. I guess that they kind of reworked everything just to throw him in. But I—well, okay. What if they get Fantastic Four back? 
to, to the sure. You know, that's I, looking more likely now. That the, yeah, I think so. Uh, well, and not even for and not even for the Fantastic Four production, just so that they can get Galactus and <laughs> you know the Skrulls and Doctor, well, Doctor Doom, Doom and the Silver more, Surfer. Doctor Doom should like Doctor always Doom. be the ultimate villain in the Marvel universe. You know, which is the, if they could get him back, he would. That's of course what they'll they do after Thanos. I mean, yeah. come on. Oh my god, that'd be so. Yeah, who else are you going to follow up Thanos with? I mean, that's I, I don't. Doom I don't envy the with people the power writing the Phase Four Marvel movies because it's going to be. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not going to well, live. They've to been see using all the a lot of stuff from like see, the so. last, um, you know, 15 years or so. Like because that those are the people who are like who were on the creative committee, like the you know people like Casada and like Bendis and stuff. So, I mean, they'll they, they'll probably just like use a newer villain. You know, yeah, I want Doom. Yeah, Doom would be great. Doom would in, be awesome. In, until then, you know, Fox is gonna. What if Fox does a Doom movie? <sighs> if they do Doom twenty ninety nine, that would be cool. Sure, They'd... they can, and that would they'd probably be able to like keep the rights a little longer if they. They did would that, be. Cause... They will either do that. They will either pump out another piece of crap to keep the rights or i hope they're i think they'd be better served by making a spidey deal with marvel absolutely they they have those x-men characters which are never going away from from them it's never gonna even, happen i don't even care anymore i don't care either um, <laughs> well and it's at this point it, but... you can't like integrate those two continuities because we have two different quicksilvers now yeah you know because then how do you reconcile days of future quicksilver with um i got shot quicksilver no, Sarah just found another Easter egg here. Why don't you share? The Avengers you... Towers in the opening credits. Ah, oh, yeah, I think I, I think I did notice that out of the corner of my eye. Cool. It's and a little big. Daredevil is a shadow in the boxing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's... sweet. What ripped figure in the red light shadow boxing in one of the windows? No shit. Yeah. It's All right. Daredevil. Awesome. Okay. I actually squeed when the nurse showed up. Yeah, uh, Claire. Yeah, it was good <laughs> to see Claire, Claire again. Up, and she's, I know her. Yeah, she's set to show up in um, probably all of them. I mean, I know she's going to be in Luke Cage eventually. I hope it's more than... I thought the Claire arc in Daredevil was so great, and Rosario yeah, did such a great job, and I hope they bring her in for more than just that. Hey, I was talking to this other hero that we're not bringing into this show, um, but here, let me patch up your wounds. You know, Maybe I, she'll be the one to bring them all together. You know I, what? Maybe she'll die, and that's what, like, you know, the way that Coulson died and the Defenders together. Like, all these people who have these relationships with her will, like, defend. I, you, can't ev- you can't defend someone's death the way you can avenge someone's death. I think we're just going to forget you even said that, because Rosario Dawson must not die ever in any universe. <laughs> even, in, even in Rent, she, like, overcame AIDS because they sang to her, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Like... Like, if you watch Rent, she is dying of AIDS, like, at the end of the movie slash play, and they sing, and, like, she's like, I'm okay now. Like, her AIDS isn't cured, but, like, you know, she's not, you know, on death's door anymore. She got the Magic Johnson treatment. (laughs) Jesus. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Crickets. Crickets. I hear crickets. Uh, (laughs) I'm giving you gold. (laughs) Well, we'll put a laugh track down here. Oh, no, no, don't. No, you don't have to do that. <laughs> I will let my jokes fall. That's fine. Um, any last thoughts here, Sarah? So the comic book people, did you catch it with Birch Street, Higgins Drive, and Cobalt Lane? Birch, Higgins, Heck to the, yeah. 
I did not. I, J.J. I Birch and Michael Higgins were comic book artists. I did not get that. Neville Higgins is the British version of the Punisher. Oh, I and did not know that. Cobalt Man, the Defender's Spell. Okay, huh? that's a stretch. Wow. <laughs> I would yeah. never have gotten well, that. Know. Awesome. Hey, that's, that's... Marvel weaves a tapestry of Easter eggs and everything, and I love it. I mean, it's just, you know, it's little breadcrumbs for us super nerds. And I see, I don't catch stuff like artist names and things ever. Uh, very rarely. I do. I, I, catch love, them all the I time. love the robot chicken joke where they're um, showing the Flash TV show, and they have uh, Cisco saying... It's at the corner of, you know, uh, of Wolfman and Perez, you know, drive. You <laughs> that know? one I would have like, got, yeah. And then he turns to the camera and he winks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I, one I would have got. Yeah. I love that about that show, though. Bring it on. Yeah, I mean, Marvel TV versus uh, DC TV are definitely two different animals. I mean, they go dark on, they're definitely going a lot lighter on DC TV, except for maybe Arrow. Um well, I don't want a Doc Flash show either. That would kind of defeat the purpose. No, no, but uh, yeah. If Flash goes to some dark places. <laughs> it does. In, in, like in the comics. In the yeah, comics. it actually does, but they they managed to balance that with the humor. And, and Jessica Jones was able to, there's plenty of good humor in there too. And Just like Daredevil, man. The, the themes are so much heavier than the movies, but they still managed to, and I think the strength is that they don't try to force jokes just to throw humor in there. The, no. Humor comes from the good writing of interplay between characters, and it just seems so much more natural. The conversations, you know, people, you know, friends who bust, the, you know, bust on each other is where most of the humor comes from. And uh, what did you think about her neighbors? We haven't really talked about. Oh that. no, um, crazy sauce. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, Robin is crazy sauce, clearly, and. Um, but weird, yeah. It was almost a little off-putting. I love Malcolm as a character. Yes, it was and he, he apparently was a, was one of the Power Rangers. That was a Power Ranger after I stopped watching. Oh, really? Was or, he? Yeah. Oh my god! He, he was a right. Red Power Ranger, apparently. Yeah. Well, he's he's come a long way then because that that man was a good actor. I mean, he he ate that part up. And uh, you know, you have homeless vets on the street doing drugs, and now like we have homeless Power Rangers on the street like <laughs> doing drugs. It's yeah. like that's how bad the times have gotten. You know. What's more fascinating is when you find out which of the female Power Rangers over the last several decades have gotten naked on film. So <laughs> I'm just saying, Cabin in the Woods. I expect a, a website link uh, soon. Naked Power Rangers. <laughs> I'm just like imagining like these Power Rangers like on the street with like cardboard signs saying "We'll fight Putty Patrollers for food." Hero found a <laughs> naked Supergirl for me. I'm internally in his debt for that. <laughs> Well, those, yeah. Well, you she's also off to your bunk. I'll wait. She's she's also been legitimately naked on uh, House of Cards, I think, as well. Oh, okay. So I haven't tapped that one yet. No, no, none the of us have. Not Supergirl. Never mind. Um, yeah, the the whole twist with Malcolm working with Kilgrave that surprised me, and that was that that was a good arc. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic the... arc when somebody who's self medicating with alcohol gets somebody else off of drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's uh, yeah, and he made a few quips in there about that, and he's very self aware yeah. of that but point. The, I mean, but it shows. <laughs> I mean, Jessica might not consider herself a hero. She certainly is. She's a very dark one and a very flawed one. But it shows how much her impact had on him that he sticks around and he covers her ass. Yeah, you to know, the point he that he does. Up a body for her. That's a friend right there. <laughs> yeah, 
That's a real friend. A, a good friend will you know, drive your drunken ass home. A best friend will fucking throw a body in the river for you. A best friend will <laughs> murder somebody it. for you. Yeah, behead it. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh well, poor Ruben. He. So many people on the show. I just think poor this person because, like, usually you know, in a move, like somebody will will know the risks and like you know something will happen or someone's a horrible person and like even though they didn't deserve it, like oh they weren't that good of a person anyway. But like. People like Hope and Ruben, oh, yeah. like Kilgrave, just like came in like a hurricane and mm-hmm. screwed up life. I felt bad for the sister who's like looking for her brother, not knowing he was dead. I'm glad yeah. that she found out because that was yeah. You couldn't have done that. You couldn't. That's I, I would have felt bad about that too. That's not right. But I mean, they could have. They could have kept it that dark and had this horribly haunted, dep- sad, depressed person. But. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I got the uh, I got the sense watching Jessica Jones as a character the same way I kind of get watching Doctor Who. I'll probably get slapped for this. That everyone around them should get as far the fuck away from them as possible because they just leave nothing but <laughs> misery in their wake. Not through any fault of their own, but they're oh, that, that that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty accurate. To be fair, though, the Doctor doesn't coerce anybody to traveling with them. They go of their own volition. And they're free to leave at any time. Yeah, this, this is true. But uh, Malcolm became a heroin there addict. There should be a big disclaimer, you know, a big disclaimer uh, sign on that TARDIS when they walk in. Eh, he's been pretty upfront about when uh, people have asked him what's happened to your other companions, and he tells them they leave or they die. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Rose left down on the beach. All the feels. Anyway, um, I just did just for shits and giggles a. Google search of naked Power Rangers. <laughs> God bless you. That's my girl. <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm still waiting for the Bulk and Skull porno movie. Oh, Christ. Oh, Free porn Power Rangers gallery. Oh, naked uh, transsexual Power Rangers probably don't show. Want to click you can send it. me that one, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's Morphin time. <laughs> MrSkin.com Nude or Sexy Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Playlist Yeah, boring Christina Masterson, Naked Okay I just googled out of curiosity and oh man this Yeah is... <laughs> Who's the next to Power Ranger to go nude? The Power Rangers are like Winnie the Pooh They're like a part of my childhood They're not supposed to have sex lives Right, exactly They, they, they don't have genitalia, they're Power Rangers <laughs> How do you think we get new little Power Rangers? Everyone have faces most. You of the get time. new little Power Rangers because the old Power Rangers get recast. That's that's <sighs> where they don't reproduce. It's self. They're like plants. They just like they <laughs> spread their spawn to the, the the stars, and new Power Rangers are born or something. I don't know. Yes, fan fiction Friday here on Mindless Driver with Scott and Slash Fic Friday. This is a very special episode of Mindless Drivel where we talk about such topics as how can a girl get pregnant from the butt and <laughs> well, I'm just imagine it'd have to be a from. I mean educate and entertain. I mean yeah. maybe maybe if she's laying on her back she's got her butt up and there's like some dribble and it Oh my god. A bit too graphic there sweetheart. Yeah. Thank you. Whoa. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're putting so, um, far too much um, thought into this. This will be one of the episodes of a podcast that I'm on where I don't tell like my friends at work to listen to. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> I work uh, with like little old thanks ladies. Thanks for killing our, oh, okay. our, our right. skill audience, Josh. <laughs> We're expecting some crossover you know, yeah. promotion here. We're trying to hit all four quadrants. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
our 18 and under crowd. <laughs> Not <No>. existent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised. There's a few. Oh, no. Well, that's why I clicked the uh, this may be, you know, objectionable language button whenever I post a, post a podcast. This episode may contain scenes that are too intense for some viewers. This scene may ruin Power Rangers for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. No, the only thing that ruined that's Power Rangers was that fan that. film that came out last year. Oh, I love that, actually. That, 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 <laughs> I, that I would fun. pay to see that movie. <laughs> I would not. I don't know if I'd want that to be a movie, but like it was a fun fan thing. The aesthetic was neat for the when they actually showed the costumes and the, the Zords, but other than that, it's like, it's Power Rangers. I don't want it to be. It's Power Rangers' <laughs> kids' superhero show. That's the way it should remain. That's why I don't want to see them oh. naked. Oh, they're not in the costume. As a matter of fact, they're not in anything. All right, kick the table. I mean, show the putties it. naked. That would be more interesting. Show Ooh. The, the putties? Yeah, they were bad guys from... Uh, like the putty the, controllers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they were even more... the table and I lost my yeah, sound. Yeah, and, and they were even more flat-chested than most of the Power Women women, uh, you know, Power Ranger women. So. Easy for you to say. What is happening right now? I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. It's, it's, it's just <laughs> gone really surreal. We were like, hey, Malcolm, Jessica's neighbor, was on Power Rangers, which, which I mentioned. And then all of a sudden, like, minutes later, the Power Rangers are, like, naked. And Usually left, we like, need Dr. Bill for such an extreme tangent. Like, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't join us. Our homage to Dr. Bill. Yeah. Told you that story to tell you this one. <laughs> yeah, I believe he's going to he's gonna drop something in for us as well. So. The, oh, okay. Cool. Is he with us? Uh, he's not with us, but he said he'll be recording something. He, he's oh, he's okay. forever in our hearts. Yes. And uh, we'll be doing a very big podcast on the next Monday. The last time I podcasted with him, he called me a bitch. Yeah, we were hoping <laughs> to get that dynamic back because it was funny. Oh, damn. <laughs> he said it was a, um, what did you, you say? It was a casual, a casual podcast. Oh, that's right. And yeah. I said I was, wearing a, I was wearing a dress, heels, and pearls. And... Uh, Bill said something about he was wearing the same dress, and I told him I wanted my necklace back, and he called me a bitch. <laughs> well, uh, we're all friends. Here. You can't yeah, wear the same out. Two women can't wear the same outfit to the same party. No, we exactly. can't. I, I would yeah. drop the c word, but I don't have that relationship with you. And I <laughs> if you that spell it with a k, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> or if you use the adverbal or adjectival form of it. <laughs> or just say see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. There you go. <laughs> Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I thought Malcolm was a great character. Um, <laughs> we yeah. don't need it back in there. Yep. A uh, <clears throat> little concerned with um, the Marvel Netflix show's propensity to killing the elder black man in the in the shows. That seems to be a pattern that's forming. Um, but, hey, someone's got to go. Uh, you just really shouldn't be a, a cop or a reporter in this universe, apparently, if you want to survive. Yeah. <laughs> Because I got a very Ben, you know, Ben Ulrich uh, vibe from from that cop. Garrick, but yeah, Garrick, Garrick. Oh yeah, that that poor. He was on the Daredevil show, I believe. It's been like months since I've seen it. But... Yeah, was he okay? Yes, he was. Well, well, and and they made a big deal actually. Like the producers, they said that because this was in the same neighborhood as Daredevil, they wanted to like reuse some of the sets. And like, if you walk into a police station, you see the same cop because they were trying to bring in continuity. Hold on a second, guys. Your technical problems. And we're back. Suddenly I had static in my head. Stop moving, McGregor. That wasn't me. Maybe it was. 
<clears throat> All right. I, I can't think of McGregor without thinking of Mr. McGregor's Garden, but I'm sure you've heard that since you were two. Yes. Well, not so much as Beam Me Up Scotty, but yeah. <laughs> so, so that's actually a welcome change of reference. <laughs> but yes, I was, you know, given many books about Peter Rabbit and Mr. McGregor's Garden as a kid. <laughs> to the point of needing therapy, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind yeah, being associated with beloved day. children's book. Yeah, well, you know, it works yeah, until but you're about was, eight. He was the villain. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. if I was going to be associated with any beloved children's book, it would probably be Everybody Poops. <laughs> but that's sure. okay. <laughs> well, actually, you know, as a kid, yeah, I was wondering why my, my Mr. McGregor was such a mean guy because my father was reasonably nice, and I don't think he would, you know, mind if a bunny munched on a carrot here or there, but... That that's my legacy. Yeah, evil gardeners. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, I think we've officially run out of things to say. Yeah, I got Probably. I got nothing. Yeah. Um, oh, we we have plenty of things to say, just none of them about the show. <laughs> yeah, that's usually <laughs> that's usually a sign. It's just you know a, a bountiful blessing of marvelness as they've been giving us, and I can't wait for more and to introduce Luke Cage like that. Uh, you know, already powered and, and kicking ass, and just really that actor really tore that role up, and can't yeah. wait that one. And I hope they go ahead with uh, Iron Fist. I don't think anything's too fantastical. We already sown the seeds of Kun Lun in uh, Daredevil, so yep. why not? I, you know, I want to see a full glowing fucking Iron Fist on Danny Rand. And uh, uh, yeah, Jeff said that uh, announcements are coming soon about that. So excellent. They're roaming full speed ahead. Yeah, I'll be less invested in Iron Fist because I'm not like into the character, but I see every Marvel thing, so yeah. you know. And and it's not going to have Patsy. Well, what if it, if they do have Patsy Walker? But like you know, that's what made me heavily invested in this. Like even more so than Daredevil. Like I got to see my Patsy Walker. Well, yeah, because her powers are somewhat tied to Danny's, right? Or. No, no, but just like it, you never know how they cross over. I mean, it's the. Patsy Walker has nothing to do with Jessica Jones in the comic book. Right. Um, Carol Danvers was her BFF, but right. they they swap them out here because Carol's spoken for with Marvel Cinematic Universe plans. Yeah. And yeah. I think it actually worked. Be like in this case because you're able to like you know show Patsy come coming from like a similar background of abuse and her and Jessica being able to bond over that. Yeah. With the whole stage mom thing and having them grow up together, I think that that worked. Um, you know, really well. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, those two characters just nailed it, and the chemistry between them was great. Um, Put a bullet in your head. The solution to that was phenomenal, by the way. Open your Open mouth. Your mouth. Yeah, 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 I love how she got around shit like the, that. Um, yeah. Here's the stupid question from somebody who knows nothing about any of this. Patsy Walker's powers, did they come residual from the red pill that she ate? Or did um, that happen someplace? Comments. Okay. I gotta think once she starts digging into IGH, though, she's gonna be looking for something like that for herself to become a hero herself. I think that's the arc they're gonna go uh, go on. Mm-hmm. Or you know, that I'm fine with just making her, you know, kick-ass martial artist. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what she was really training for. Right. Yeah. She she basically blackmailed the Beast in the comics into like letting her like you know do it right along with the Avengers, and then she put on a costume. So okay. love to see her show up in Daredevil too, and have her introduce him to Melvin and make a nice costume. 
Oh, yes. Give me oh more. God. Give me more Gladiator, please. Yeah. All right, kids. Um, yeah, big thumbs up on Jessica Jones. I hope we get a second season because I, I could watch. I said I could watch her go after friggin', you know, filming divorce, you know, spouses cheating on their wives and and getting people's faces and trying to make them sign divorce papers and anything. But I, I I think we should turn it into a Heroes for Hire. Anyone from Marvel who might be listening, and give us Danny Rand soon. And looking forward to Luke Cage. We have Luke, and then Danny, and then Defenders. That's, um, I think, the order that we're going in. Well, we're going to get Daredevil 2 first. Um, and then Luke next year as well. Yeah, and then, yeah, Daredevil and Luke next year, and then probably Iron Fist soon after, and and Defenders soon after that. And I have no idea what they're going to do for that. Isn't this a great time period that we live in? Oh, my God. I'm like, just, yes. We have, like, multiple, like, Marvel movies a year and multiple Marvel TV shows, like, simultaneously. And stuff we can go to and, you know, and stuff people can take their kids to and stuff for us adults, you know, or us mm-hmm. wannabe adults. And, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we can, that, th- these are the shows to make us feel better about our nerddom, you know, is yeah. we can watch stuff like, can, hey, this has got sex in it. It's an adult thing. It's not just a comic book thing anymore. Stuff we can take the kids to. Yeah. Yeah, because we have some fan mail here. Um, Dear Mr. McGregor, I'm thinking about taking my five-year-old niece to watch Jessica Jones. I meant the Any movies, recommendations? thank you. Yes, watch Supergirl, like, Monday nights. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't watch Jessica Jones with your five-year-old daughter, no. <laughs> yeah, wait till she's in, like, third grade. She might be ready. Though. Oh, that's why we got no. the PG-13, you know, movies, and, uh, you know, that's now we got the adult stuff, and it's great that they're giving us all of this, you know, because there's so much. There's Even without the Fantastic Four, X-Men... Yeah, we Mar- have Marvel has so much that they could do, especially on the street level. I mean, these yeah. are the, you know, stuff like the Purple Man, as you said, they've already kind of done that in the movies with Loki controlling minds and Scarlet Witch fucking with people's minds. But those are the guys we're going to see on the street level stuff, and they're just as powerful. I mean, Purple Man could go toe to toe with the Avengers because he'd have the Avengers fighting each other. So I mean, or fighting these, everybody else. Yeah, these aren't really like C grade villains. You know, Wilson Fisk is the kingpin of all New York, and I'm sure we're going to see. Even if like he doesn't show up in Daredevil two, we're going to feel his fingers and things. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he's going to be the one because he doesn't fight his own battles. I mean, he has minions. You know, as any good you know badass boss should. So, yeah, looking forward to it. I Again, I still wish that Kilgrave was kind of still alive, even if we never saw him again. I'm, I'm a little pissed that Marvel kills all its villains. but And his unborn child, too. Yeah, and that's another reason I'm, I couldn't believe that they killed Hope, because I thought that would have been, or, you know, that Hope killed the baby, because I, I thought that would have been, like, a good cliffhanger that there's a purple baby out there somewhere. Well, the purple. And there are purple but, I mean, in the comics. Yeah, Jerry did very grossly saved yeah <laughs> the abortion and then the stem send cells it off for, yeah send it off for testing so who so knows I, I do phone. this isn't a commentary on abortion and whether you know i'm pro or against it because that's you know but i do love the scene you know regardless of whatever my feelings on abortion may or may not be in real life i do love when like they give her the pill and they're like now i want you to think long and hard yep, about gulp. This. <laughs> and then she like yeah. Yeah. Down the she thought about it yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> she's like i'm, I'm sure sorry. that's all she was thinking about from the time it happened the time yeah. she found out it's like Get yeah give me the pill. Of me. Yeah. yeah 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 talk about and brutal I, I think about it was leaps and bounds that they even covered that in yeah this. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially the homemade, you know, abortion she was trying to get in prison. Uh, that was just some really, as I, I was saying while you were out of the room briefly, that this was just kind of an uncomfortable, it wasn't a show that you feel like you were really entertained by. It was uncomfortable to watch the it whole was. thing. Oh, yeah. I was, I, yeah, we, my girlfriend and I marathoned about three hours of Third Rock from the Sun after watching it. was not a good program. No. No. And, and it, that's, that's high drama, though. You know, you're not in there for laughs, um, even though there were some laughs, but. Yeah, I mean, it starts out with Jessica sleeping with you. Know, she killed his wife. Yeah, you know, so there's heavy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Marvel don't play, man. Um, they're not afraid to go there. So, and we are all the happy recipients of it. So, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us tonight. Um, Josh, yeah, for having me on. I will. I will talk about any Marvel property whenever. Yeah, well, I, um, we're going to make this a thing, and uh, whether we do it on Mindless Dribble or just as a five-minute free, whatever, but I, I definitely want to... I'm claiming ground of doing at least one review of all these shows when they come out, so... I will happily join you. Cool. You're more than welcome to sit on the couch with us anytime. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, kids, this has been Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah. Say goodbye, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. <laughs> Talk to you all later. Bye. 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 You have been listening to Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah. Please return your brains to their original upright position and exit to the left of the podcast. We, oh, we always have a good time. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the format, so I just kind of, you know, uh, went along. There is, no there, is no, it's there is no okay. format. It's Mindless Dribble. It's free form. It's like jazz, man. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to keep us talking, throw us a topic suggestion or just say hi at mindlessdribble at yahoo.com. What? Where are your balls? Don't we all have balls here? Ladies, tell us we all have balls. You have balls. Hey, you have balls, Harvey, so go on in. Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah is produced by Scott McGregor and Sarah Tonin and is part of the Two True Freaks podcasting network. No animals, children, or little old ladies were harmed in the production of this podcast. However, male co-hosts are subject to mild violence and excessive snarky criticism. Bye-bye. What's your name? Jones, Jessica Jones. No, 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 like your superhero name. You must have one. Just Jessica Jones. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this. Everybody quiet!